This week's episode, I am joined with my, uh, well, yeah, special guest, John. Um, John is a rigging lead at Grinding Gear. And yeah, we, pretty awesome episode. We find out just how he got into 3D and rigging and Maya and his path. I, I guess very brief, like just out of high school into Grinding Gear, which was a short period of time, but uh, very eventful. Mm. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, I guess, like, yeah, I'm I'm John from... I came from the Philippines about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I work at Grinding Gears as the rigging lead. And it's this is probably the place that I've stayed at the longest. Because yeah. I'm apparently coming on to like four years already. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been a pretty good four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Should we just wrap it up? Yep. Yeah, enjoy the episode. So, man, I've, I've been wanting to get you on for a while. Yeah. And this, I think, is actually a better forum for, like, a discussion to get to know you, I think. Mm. Because the actual podcast is... I, I think you you kind of say a thing, and then it's very soundbitey where like you would say a thing one person responds that you then ask another question or you don't really mm-hmm. there's no flow or anything um but yeah man i wanted you to come on since exilecon oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well we're finally here yeah. <laughs> finally did it we're doing it um and yeah exilecon man that, that was pretty fun the thing around it i think i already told you that it was uh, we wanted to have you on on the podcast and actually do a recording at Exocon. Mm-hmm. And then it was the thing of like, uh, no, we want to get a streamer on. You're going to be interviewed by a streamer. And then we're like, oh, sorry, John. <laughs> we, we can't <laughs> yeah, have you on. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, like, I guess these start with how you grew up and how you made your way to grinding gear. So wherever you feel... It was like an appropriate starting point. How how did you grow up? Like, what was high school like? Do you, do you want to go there? Uh, I guess I should probably introduce myself first. Please. Oh shit! Yeah. I I I will do an intro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. You're you're. Uh, what is your position? Lead lead rigger. Yeah. Rigging lead. I guess it's just it's interchangeable between rigging leader, lead rigging artist. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay. But I guess just most of the. I'm tasks. here with John. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here with John. <laughs> so any any tasks that involve rigging in general mm. would more or less come to me. Mm. Or if someone has a rigging task that they need help with, I guess, where the go-to place to. Yeah. We, we've already talked about this because I always like to grill like new artists and mm-hmm. just to see where they're coming from. But yeah, let's get, start from the beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah. How, how'd you grow up? So... I, I grew up pretty normal in the city mm. um, back in Manila. And then as a kid, I guess it just started with me just drawing literally every single time. Yeah. So I guess even before... As my... in like, as, as, a, as a child, like as a five-year-old kind of thing, you were just drawing all the time? Probably even like younger than that. Right. So I guess one of the things I can remember is that we had this coffee table before mm. and 
under the coffee, it's like a black painted coffee table. Mm. And under the coffee table, it's just this um, paper-like material. Mm. And because there wasn't a lot of paper in the house that I could freely draw, and I actually drew underneath that coffee table before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess, if, and plus there was this like magazine rack underneath the table that eventually got dented because I was always lying down <laughs> while drawing at the coffee table. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. The, the what thing... were you into? What were you into drawing? Because I know when I was a kid, uh, dinosaurs were huge and so i draw like t-rex feet and head little arms you know things with tails on them uh so pokemon oh right <laughs> yeah. okay okay you're much so, younger than me yeah so the my my childhood consists of the t- the period where pokemon came out the first time mm. And then you you started having a bunch of other series like Digimon or oh, yeah. Monster Ranch or all those other things. I so I ended up drawing a bunch of made up Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah. And even a bunch of you know uh, Ninja Turtle type stuff. Mm. So mostly things in the mid nineties. That's what I ended up drawing. Okay. Yeah. Then I guess that just continued until. Until I got through school, because I remember in kindergarten, I was already like drawing people, mm. and then there was this time in second grade where I was drawing. Uh, we had an art project to make like a book or something, so I did the illustrations for it, mm. and I must have done so well that my teacher was actually grilling me like did you actually do this <laughs> or did, <laughs> yeah. or did, did your parents highest, do it this is like, the highest compliment <laughs> yeah it's the highest compliment but me as a child i didn't see it as a compliment i thought i was being attacked oh. <laughs> so I was like, yes i did it <laughs> oh, yeah and then in but from there like did, did you realize you were talented you must have saw your illustrations compared to other children and thought man i'm pretty good well yeah kind of but at the same time, I had a bunch of friends as well that were really good at drawing. Right. And I will say that they were one of the reasons why I kept pushing myself to get better. Because mm. so in, in kindergarten, I was drawing a lot. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And then I got into grade school and like saw another person who was already drawing Dragon Ball Z anime <laughs> level stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I, I got to get that good. <laughs> so... I, I just spent time just drawing and drawing and eventually those people that I actually tried to compete with yeah. it was a pretty one-sided competition to yeah. be honest because yeah. I was the only one who was like saying um I need to get better mm. because I, wa- I want to be a really really good at drawing like yeah. this guy and they were just like yeah I'm, draw- I'm just drawing mm. <laughs> and so so that constant competition and then eventually it just never stopped yeah. like even until now I'm pretty much the same yeah yeah and you, and you still draw to this day yeah I d- well not as not as often as i was a kid because mm. well not as much time i guess yeah. but when i can draw and then i go ahead and do it mm. um when did you come across your first computer first do you computer. remember it? was that like a big moment for you mm, not really okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I never really cared about the computer up until grade school 
when my older brother brought home a CD of a computer game. Oh, awesome. And then, but other than that, like, the computer was mostly used for work and just typing. What was... Or, or having, like, Encarta Diction Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Oh, those were rough, man. Um, what... Uh, what was the CD? What was the game that your brother brought back? It was... The one I can remember was Battle Realms. I don't know that. So it's like a... RTS where it's taken place in like Oriental style. Mm. Um, similar to what you'd have with Starcraft or something like that. Gotcha, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's like f- four clans of like the dragon, serpent, wolf, and... Lotus, mm. so all Oriental styles, all different, um, different capabilities and what they do, like your regular RTS. Yeah, but I think we just got really into it because my my family is really into like martial arts as well. Right. So and the thing had a bunch of you know kung fu artists or like just people doing different kinds of martial arts. They're like, heck yeah, this this game is awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so there was a campaign you could play through it. You're like, I'm, and now you're drawing this, obviously. Mm, well, I I wasn't drawing them specifically, but I did get some inspiration from the the way that some of their characters looked. Yeah, like the like the Wolf Clan, for example, were all a bunch of people that had Wolverine claws and red spiky hair. So for a time period, a, lot, a bunch of my characters looked pretty Oriental. Yeah, as well. Cool, cool. Um, after high school, what what happens next? So after high school, uh, so before we get to that one, mm. funny story was when when I was growing up, and eventually my my mom asked like, what what did you want to do in the in the future, mm. like a, as a profession or whatever? I pretty much just told her that. I want to find a job where I'm just drawing all day. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. An um, animator. Yeah. Pretty, well, yeah, pretty much that. I didn't even know what it, that was yet. Yeah. So we kind of had a bit of a problem when I was in high school already. Because in high school, that's still kind of what I wanted to do growing up. Yeah. But the in, the, in terms of the industry in the Philippines during that time... Yeah. Um, there weren't really a lot of schools or universities you can go to that actually offered you like oh an, an animation degree yeah, or or things like that. But it was kind of lucky that on my third year of high school, so that's like junior junior high, um, this school started to offer actually an animation degree program. Right. Okay. And this is traditional. This is just like uh, drawing each frame sort of thing. Yeah, okay. so it's it's a two D animation degree, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, oh wow, this this could actually be it mm-hmm. for me, and and we were just really lucky because my mom was already freaking out like, oh, what is he gonna do? Yeah, like, like no, where where is he gonna go afterwards? Right. There's there's no place that would teach him exactly what he wants yeah. unless. I went down a route of like traditional fine arts and became like a painter or something. Yeah, yeah. That that's one of the routes one of my brothers took, which mm. was he he was quite talented, went and pursued uh, fine arts and hated it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a feeling that that's what I would have ended up doing. Mm. So when that school actually 
came to my high school to do like um like a orientation or something like mm. oh here this is what this is what we offer and stuff come yeah. and apply there yeah i found out that they had like a scholarship program mm. to get in like if you have if you're good enough of an artist they might give you like a scholarship to study there yeah so i just told my mom that hey i'll try to like because the tuition for that school is like ridiculously expensive yeah but i guess that's how it is for most universities mm. so i just told her like okay i'll try to i'll try to apply for this scholarship and if i get in at least it's something that i want to do yeah. and because i'm i'm on a, i got in there myself it'll like it'll mean more to me studying there yeah and in the back of my head i was also thinking if i probably don't get in here i probably won't go to university <laughs> yeah okay um so thankfully i did mm. like got an interview with the head of the department he must have seen something in me that he what did you submit so i during my high school time was when i got my first tablet so i had a bunch of like digital drawings and right. stuff yeah um this is on photoshop yeah on photoshop and i actually had to learn photoshop by getting this old book that my grandpa had mm. on like photoshop apparently they wow. come with like a thick manual before yeah so i was just reading through that like how to use photoshop and oh. masking and stuff okay and eventually managed to get a bunch of digital drawings out with a mouse just yeah. using a mouse wow until okay. i finally got a like a cheap tablet yeah do you still have those pictures like to this day yeah they're on my david <laughs> but nobody should look there anymore <laughs> well, they're all there for you know uh for the world to see but like i i got it better <laughs> yeah okay so yeah. you get accepted hmm? you get accepted yeah so i got accepted you got the scholarship mm-hmm and so now i was studying to be a uh, animator mm. like get getting my bachelor's degree how old were you at this time so i was about 17 wow okay right out of high school yeah okay and i guess i was like most of the people in my degree at that time where i was just going down a like um, oh, I'm gonna end up as a traditional 2D animator, flipping papers and stuff, which yeah. I actually did study. I had to go through all of that. Yeah. So doing frame by frame, flipping through like a bunch of A3 papers, mm. coming into school with a fat stack because this <laughs> is this is what my homework submission had to be. Yeah. But I think I was very lucky, or I don't know, fortunate that on the literal orientation day. Mm. Um, I met one of my good friends there and he was actually, aside from the fact that he was also a scholar mm. at that time, we had the same thing, mm. but he was already doing 3D right, okay. stuff. So I'm like, oh my God, this guy is better than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's this, that, is, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the situation again, because I didn't know that there were like a bunch of programs for 3d like i knew they were doing 3d for vfx and movies and stuff like yeah. that but i didn't know that there was a way for me to like oh even just a free program or something like that yeah unlike now where probably like you type in the first thing free 3d program and then a blender would pop yeah, up yeah, yeah. and then go ahead and study but during that time i think blender was still working with what, what year was that 
Um, Do you remember? I think around 2009. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, 2009. What was that? Maya. Yeah, Blender. Blender wasn't great for the longest time. Yeah. So, af- like, I think maybe a couple of years after, a year after. Hmm. Not really sure, but that's when I first saw the Blender movie. If you remember that one with the girl and the dragon. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think so. Okay, so they, the Blender Foundation made like a movie, of mm-hmm. course, using Blender to yeah. show that, like, hey, you can, you can use this to make like full animated feature films. Yeah. So that's actually the first time I've heard of it. I was just like, this is pretty cool. But at that time, I was already learning Maya. Right. Like, I could appreciate it more because I know the how hard it is to make the 3D stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't enough t- for me to like, say i'm learning maya right now i'll also learn blender yeah. at the same time and i'll just end up confused yeah learning 3d is a huge task yeah. like just all, all the concepts of 3d yeah so, so like that's full-time job right yep. there and then throw in another piece of software with all their own terminology it's just yeah. like yeah get, forget about it mm-hmm. yeah so that, that was one of the things that happened but my friend was using this 3D program that I can't even remember what the name of anymore. Mm. It's just so obscure. Okay. Was it Lightwave? No, no, no. It wasn't even Lightwave. It, <laughs> I, I swear. I, hmm. It was this really simple 3D program. Yeah. Um, there wasn't even... Was it... Um, there wasn't even any, like, control curves or anything there or uh. something. You could probably, like, model, model a character. What's Google's and, one called? Ketchup? Uh, oh no, it wasn't even that. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought I, I thought I knew three D programs. I guess I guess I haven't heard of them all. This, uh, this guy wrote his own software. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't blame you for not knowing it because he's literally the only person I know that use uh, that that used that. Right. And he showed it to me, and I actually bugged him into teaching me how to use that thing. <laughs> like, are are the first our first year of uni mm. because I was just like um after after I got into uni and I think around that a couple of years before that the Final Fantasy Advent Children movie came out yeah that was massive yeah that was massive especially like for me since I was like a Final Fantasy fa- super fan at that yeah, time yeah, of course. but then I already realized then that th- this is probably the direction things are gonna go yeah like I, i'm hoping that i find a school that will teach me 3d mm. but it didn't seem at that time that there would be any mm. so i was fine just being a regular animator yeah oh so you were still pursuing the the 2d animation yeah at that Th- that like the, I, I guess the whole curriculum was, was actually structured around that yeah and so you're being graded on that stuff yeah but could you even attempt 3D there? So around my second year of uni, yeah. I found out that there were actually two 3D classes <laughs> in my degree program. Yeah, okay. And after after the, I found that out, I was just like, "Oh crap, I'm going to I'm going to smash these two." Yeah. Uh, these two subjects out of the park and stuff. Yeah. Um because that's really the the I really felt like yeah, 2D is good. And around that time as well that I was studying, um, I was just getting the, I was just getting people saying that, oh, crap, 
2D art is uh, 2D animation is is dying. Yeah. We need to revive it or whatever. Yeah, dude, and, the, the industry. Like, uh, what, what was the last? Like Disney, um, Lion King was like 2D animation, but yeah. they, they was they were delving into like 3D yeah. for the like the buffaloes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know a lot Pixar was out mm-hmm. pretty big at this time. Like, yeah, 3D animation was coming in. And dude, Ad- Advent Children must have been like the nail in the coffin. This mm-hmm. is like. And and, yep, and yep. like Pixar was making a bunch of movies as well. Like yeah. they already had like Toy Story, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, yeah, all the Ma- Monsters Inc. I think Incredibles was out. Yeah, well. Incredibles was out as well. So, so you know, pe- people could see that was going mm. where it was going, and it kind of didn't help as well that majority of my uni professors were like traditional two D artists. Mm. So we have this saying like. Um, the, the old men of animation, mm. something like that. And they were the ones saying that, uh, so like it's to, to the artist dying in the traditional way and stuff. We need to revive it and stuff. Okay. But in my head, I'm like, it's not, it's not that it's dying. Mm. It's that it's evolving. Yeah. I mean, nowadays we have things that look like 2D art. And they still follow the same principles of 2D animation, mm. but it's just made using 3D. Yeah. Why? Because it's easier and it's more cost-effective. You can do more. Yeah. So it, it's not going to be a complete loss. It, it's were, still you, were you still kind of torn between 2D and 3D, or were you fully in the 3D camp at this point? I was fully in the 3D <laughs> camp like, at this point. The moment I found out, like, okay, they're going to teach us, they, they're going to teach us um, how to use Maya, yeah. I was just like... Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is it all the way. <laughs> and it even ended up being that. So the end of uni, we always have to have like a, a thesis, right? Mm. In my group, there were only two animations that were in 3D. Mm. Everything else was 2D. Were you one of those two? Yeah. Okay. So me and my friend made one animation and this other guy made his own stuff. How was the other guys? Um... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so you guys were the standout 3D animation. Yeah. So, pretty much you can count on your hand like who was doing 3D. Yeah. At that time, even even the year before me, because the the animation degree program was really new. Yeah. So I was actually just the third batch of I got gotcha. of animation students at that time. Yeah. So, count all of the animation students. On one hand, you can just count how many did 3D. Right. Um, do you look back at that and cringe a little bit? Like what, what you what you made? Or what I you... made? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> because... Um, what was the, it? U- uni, was, uni was pretty like hectic, mm. actually. But then it's, it was mostly because of um, my decisions. Mm. But it was a pretty fun time. Uh, so tell what? Hold on. Uh, tell tell me your course. Okay, what what did it go over? Did did you go over like storytelling, all that kind of stuff? Heroes joining, uh, composition. So did, we, did you learn a lot of these principles? Yeah. So the school is pretty good. They they really they really did teach you the entire process of if you wanted to be an animator, but not just as an animator, but if you wanted to be a director or something, make yeah. your own animated film. Yeah. So they do teach you how to go from the start, like how to write 
an actual story with a good enough plot. Yeah. And my one of my writing professors was one of the writers for a bunch of shows on one of the biggest TV networks in the Philippines. Very cool. And he was reviewing my paper and I was and sometimes I would write something and he'd ask me like, okay, so what is the plot of your story and something like that? And I won't even be able to answer him because I thought this was what the plot I was writing was. <laughs> but it was actually this. Okay. And then and then after I after I read through it again, I'm like, oh yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yep. I was going the wrong direction all the way. Okay. So after we get that done, do a bunch of storyboards. Mm. So y- you get all of those thumbnails mm. and then make an animatic. Yeah. Was so, that in 3D? Uh, no. So the animatic was just 2D. Yeah. But you would actually cut it to the yeah. timing of whatever. Cut it. Cut out, like, if, if it was like a drawing, yeah. cut out this person, make him look like he's like moving yeah, across yeah. the screen. Um, put the preliminary sound effects and the dialogue mm. and then like watch it completely mm. along with like frame numbers, timing, all mm. that stuff. It was, it was all very, um, professional really. So you're, you, I was getting a, I was at least getting taught how they do it industry wise. Yeah. So by, by the end of the first part where they teach you like animation pre-production, you basically have something that you can work with mm. in the next class for like the actual animation production which is whatever you storyboard then okay now now make it now, now make it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is very similar to uh what i remember doing and uh that was rough like doing doing all parts of it is rough with um it was a 2d course and you guys were like doing 3d in your free time right like mm-hmm. did did the tutors help you or was it very much just you? What was the internet? Like, you could actually ask questions on the internet and actually get answers? So, because the because most of my tutors were 2D artists, yeah. I actually I actually did most of it myself. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. You wouldn't be able to get any information. But I was kind of lucky that after my first class of maya like 3d 3d Mm. animation and stuff like that i just so happened to see this flyer just posted in the in the school because um it's an art building art school building Mm. so people just post like different what banners flyers or whatever yeah sure but apparently there was someone who was gonna offer workshops for 3d in maya (laughs) and then i i took it showed it to my friend who who i told you was doing 3d and stuff Mm. And he was also the one I worked with to make the animation, our final animation. Yeah. I told him, we should go to this because we're not going to learn enough of what of we course. need to do yeah. in this thing. And so we did. We did go to that workshop. And in the end, the the guy who taught the workshop ended up becoming um, one of my mentors. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how that turns out, huh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you still keep in touch with uh, yeah, so, okay. so he he messages me sometimes if he needs some help with um, some freelance work back home. Yeah, although it's a little bit different now since I'm over here. He'll just message like, "Oh, okay, I'll, I don't know if the schedule works." Yeah, but if you can help me, that'll be great. So I'm just like, okay. Well, t- tell me, what does he do now? Is is he still teaching? So he still runs. I think he might still have some workshops, but he has his own company now. Wow. To do like a bunch of media 
like media works type things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, during that time, he w- when I first met him, he was just um, a freelance 3D artist, um, and he was really into rigging. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, so um, first class of 3D animation. I'm not gonna blame the the uni professor for this, but I barely learned anything for rigging wise. Yeah, because how how are you expected to be able to like you know teach the student all of this stuff about 3D mm. when there are like say 30 students in a class? Yeah, and you have to teach them this, and maybe only one or two are actually interested in doing 3D. Yeah. Everyone else is just like. I, I need to take this class yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't really blame them. But because of that, I never really got to... Like, even if I had so many questions on like, how do I do this? How do I do that? My friend and I just had to learn it on our own mm. until we took the workshop, Yeah, which we had to build. We were taught literally step-by-step step rigging, how to make how to rig a leg, spine, arms, like the whole thing. Yep. And then the end of the class, you'd have like a fully rigged character, and you'll do an animation. Mm. That it that rig is also still in DeviantArt, and I will say that's one of the. Even though it looks so dated, mm. I'm still super happy about like, <laughs> heck yeah, this this thing is pretty good. Does it? Let me ask you. Does it have FKIK switches? No. Okay, so it's just straight up. So, so it it was just a it was just a basic course. So it it's all. It wasn't even FK. It was all IK. IK hands, feet, huh. spine. Okay, maybe the head was was F was FK, but yeah, mostly IK. Did did you uh, do lip syncing or anything? Um, blend shapes. Blend shapes. Yeah. Okay. So I made a bunch of blend shapes, but I didn't make it talk. Yeah. Because, um, I there wasn't time to set up the phenoms. Yeah. But also because I didn't have as much time to actually work on that thing because while I was doing that workshop, I still had to do my uni stuff. Yeah, of course. So it was, it was always... The funny thing about doing stuff with my mentor is for some reason, we always find ourselves um, down to the wire mm-hmm. in terms of like, um, I need to submit this. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, maybe like, three in the morning or something oh, yeah okay and then i'm rendering stuff and like okay here you go that that's it yeah and i didn't even have any good um compositing programs yet at that time mm. so i actually just used this free image sequencer compiler mm. online and things that i rendered out to play in 24 fps mm-hmm. was now just playing like five. Oh my goodness so i was just looking at it i'm like well, I don't know how to fix this. <laughs> so it just looked like a really choppy animation. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't change that setting. It was just at five frames per second. I only found out I could change the setting like after I submitted it already. Oh, and intro. after that, I didn't bother like changing it anymore. Because Do you want to talk about what that story was? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, which what, story? What was the story? What did you animate? What, what did you submit? Okay, so I made one of my original characters, which I have um, a, like a billion drawings of, mm-hmm. like posted online. Um, and then I made her... I wanted to do a fight scene, basically, because that's all... During that time that I was in uni, that was when... Are you familiar with the dead fantasy animations by Monty Um? No. So he's... 
he was one of he was the lead animator in Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away sadly, but um, he did do a bunch of fan animations of characters from Dead or Alive mm. fighting characters from Final Fantasy. All, all the girl characters. Yeah, and the way that he has he choreographed the animation was just super good yeah and it flowed really well so i'm like i wanted to do that too okay and here i was you know like this guy was probably like doing it for like years and months and i'm like someone who's just recently (laughs) learned 3d and said i want to do that on the same (laughs) level yeah not understanding the nuances or difficulties that come into actually yeah even getting to the point of just animating it dude um it might be the hardest thing to animate not only just a character but two interacting with each other (laughs) (laughs) i i I, um i read about this well sorry i heard about this recently where um there's another podcast and they talked about how they how mocap suits are real cheap but that the fight scene in black panther was so crazy you you just don't want to keyframe that It's, it's just a nightmare so they they you know, intentionally had mocap suits and everything mm. just just to give you information, and then you start animating. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So to keyframe that, holy shit! <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, well, I was, as usual, I was overestimating. Yeah. My, my By the way, I I think that I think that is like the best kind of learning, um, where you you have all this like energy and you just want to make this thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I want to hear how this turned out, <laughs> but but typically because I can speak to my own showreel mm-hmm. that I presented, but I wanted to make not only decent models rigs, I wanted to animate it mm-hmm. and render it really yep. well. And I can I can tell you, looking back on it, I did not get a chance to animate it, and I wanted to do a fight scene. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it it went as good as you ex- you were expecting. Mm. Where not only did I. For one, if I made a fight scene, it means I have to make two characters. Yeah. So I just got my same character. Duplicated. Like, referenced her in twice. Yeah. And placed a Black Lambert on her because I just said, oh, look, she's fighting her shadow self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Works. It's good enough for Zelda. Yep. Yeah. If, if it's good enough for them. Yeah. Um, and then I think about three moves in mm. so i just had the character like the shadow character walking up from behind her because it zoomed in on her face yeah and it had enough space on the side yeah. to, sh- to show that oh look there's a character behind her now mm-hmm. <laughs> i also did- forgot that i had object interaction in that that i had to do mm-hmm. so like the sword her big ass sword was on the on the ground mm. and she had to Pick it, you know, pick it up yeah. and then now the story is with her yeah which was a whole nother pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> how'd you do it um so yeah the, i did the usual constraints where i like grab this yeah you have two swords yeah well no i, I just it's one sword okay put her hand there mm-hmm. constrain the sword to her hand okay but then i have to that. put like another thing to constrain the sword to the ground yeah and then keyframe yeah keyframe all the toggles and stuff mm-hmm. and then yeah, I said like, okay, I got it. Yeah, not bad. And then, how long did that take you, man? Um, took me a day. Yeah, to do the entire thing. And then you know, like, so you you managed to grab the sword, lift it up, and like, heck yeah, we're in business. Yeah. This, this wasn't so hard. And then you realize like, 
ah, crap, I have to change the timing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now you have to go through like every single, like now, now I have a sword that's just popping in the yeah. out of her hand. To the mental gymnastics yeah. of like, oh, this is there. It's constrained to this now. But at frame 37, yeah, <laughs> yeah like I, it, it messes me up, man. You almost need to like animate with like a notepad next yep. to you. Yeah. yeah. It, so it was all starting to become kind of familiar with stuff like that. Yeah. But after a while and a couple of crashes later, the thing I managed to get out was she, the the shadow version of herself runs up behind her yeah. to do a slash and she turns around, blocks it, yeah. pushes up, which disarms the shadow version sword, flies through the air and you see this really weird ass sword like defying gravity and just <laughs> spinning weirdly. <laughs> and then and then it was supposed to look like it flew up in the air like all nice and stuff and yeah. did a dropping ball effect and she'll catch it but mm-hmm. no it just looks like it flew up in the air and just magnetized to her <laughs> and then she double slashes the bad guy and then it just cuts to her walking away that's oh, it cool. yeah so because she defeated it because yeah, yeah like it's all done mm. and also because there, there was literally no more time to do anything yeah okay did, did you have environments did you have like uh an arena so i had a plane mm. which i pulled a couple of vertices <laughs> incredible to, to, and and a texture of a ground yeah with small rocks yeah, yeah like super basic and then a dome with a texture of a sky very that's cool. that's yep what, what more do you need <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> man. that's what i thought <laughs> man yeah okay yep so i i submitted that one and it's it's in my demo reel yeah so if, if if you wanted to see it, it's just, it's there. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're the same with me when you can look at it and you can actually see a scene and the pain it brought you. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just making it and, and all the hours that you would have put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and but looking at, looking back at it now, because, you know, if it's on my demo reel, then I must have thought like, this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not really... I'm not really ashamed of that I did that because I was learning yeah. and it was good for that time. And sure. the fact that I can just look at it, cringe a bit, it just means that yeah, okay, I've I've at least gotten better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which is always man. a good thing. Yeah, man. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm just thinking back on my demo reel and and uh, what sucks is when have you sent it out to employers is that how you got your job at running yet did you yeah yeah of course. <laughs> seriously yeah <laughs> okay you were applying for the rigging role though right um not not necessarily no no so here um where were we in the in the storyline in so. the timeline you, you submitted your uh your uh your animation. Oh, for the workshop? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, oh yeah, there's still such a large gap. Between yeah, let's go. That okay, and, let's, let's, let's continue. So, after the workshop thing, though, since I already had my mentor with me, and when even like for my final thesis, mm. instead of bugging my regular professors at school, we were mm. actually bugging him. Yeah. And <laughs> he was nice enough that anytime we'd send him a message and ask him about something. Yeah. 
he'd help us out. So we really gave like gave him a big credit in our in our fan production. Yeah. And and at that point already we knew a lot about rigging, mm. like more rigging than some of our uh, than our tutors at uni that during my second 3D class I was pretty much just left alone. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you probably know how to do more. So yeah, I'm okay. not even gonna and then some you, you already had a reputation. Yeah. And sometimes even the teacher would ask us like, Oh, how do you how do, so how do you do this? I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, we just like this and stuff. Huh. Um but going through that finished school and did the three D animation. Yeah. The fact that we were able to get the thesis out was just a miracle in itself. Yeah. Because while I was while my friend and I were working on our thesis, we were actually also working for a kids show. Wow, okay. Like free, um, freelancing while attending yeah. university. Yeah, so we actually it actually just started out as like on the job training because we have to have a certain number of hours of real training mm. or real job experience. Mm. And it just so happened that my friend is friends with the um, art director of the kids show called Batibot mm-hmm. back in back in the Philippines. That Batibot kids show was um, it was really well known. Like even when I was a kid, it was already like showing a bunch of stuff. Right. So we they decided like yeah okay we'll we'll take you in and as OJT stuff. And you said you guys can do 3D. So this is the first time because we've never had 3D before. Right. So my OJT training there was to pretty much make all their characters 3D. Right. And all their animated segments that used to be 2D are now in 3D. Yeah, okay. So, and the only ones who actually knew how to do 3D were me and my friend. Holy shit. This is a huge task. It, well, well-known characters. Um so yeah okay so you guys were involved with this yeah like so the 3d industry at that time was not developed at all you guys were the pioneers of it well not no we weren't really the pioneers it's just that there were more people just still doing 2d stuff um yeah you'd hear like some people would do 3d yeah but you you don't you won't meet them as often. Yeah. And if you met like a student who like who went to animation to study animation or something or media design. Yeah. It's all just mostly 2D. Yeah. And 3D because of how technical it is seems to like scare away so many people at the yeah, time. Yeah, that. <laughs> that that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was pretty cool that at least in that studio my friend and I got to like you know since we were the only ones there, we, our skill level just leapt like super high because yeah. we had to do everything. Yeah, we had to like we'll get the we'll get a script in from from the writers mm. and stuff. And the worst part about it was that um, beforehand we told them, okay, we could possibly do all the three D work, like because mm. just the two of us, no problem. But here are just some ground. <laughs> ground rules mm-hmm. we'll spend the first few months just making all the characters in 3d yeah that means modeling rigging texturing yeah. setting all the face stuff because they need to talk mm-hmm. and then 
And so we need all the characters beforehand so we can set them up. And you were like, cool, give me one month. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe like a month, two, one to two months. How many characters were there? So we were first given two characters. Yep. Um, of one which was a Philippine eagle and one which was uh, like a Tarshir. An, an so, eagle. Yeah. So they're, they're cartoony. So they're anthropomorphic and stuff like that. But yeah. they're based on most of the characters that are based on like Philippine local animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. Yeah. We were given like two characters at first. I say at first because I thought that it was just those two. Mm. And then we also said, okay, we need the environments and stuff. Yeah. So they told me, okay, you need to make the town which they they live in. Mm. So, okay, I got into modeling that. And it wasn't, it wasn't perfect right away because the first town I made, I, we showed it to the producer and we were like, this doesn't really look that good. Mm. So I had to remake it again. Yeah. And that was when my friend and I really developed our painted texture style oh, cool. because since it had to be a cartoon we couldn't really go with the harsh dark shadows yeah. or like harsh lighting yeah are you looking at cell shading and what um so pretty much everything was just painted texture and there was no lighting whatsoever gotcha. yeah okay so not even shadows on the ground. no not even shadows because it it tended to become too harsh for what they wanted to happen right. Uh, they'd come up with a bit of an issues where characters look like they were floating. Yeah. But they preferred that over like you see this shadow and then then even on the character there there's like heavy shadows on them. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, f- for something stylized, it would actually break it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's towards realism now yeah. with with correct shadows. Yep. Um, and we managed to get all of those models done in time. Did walk me through this texturing process because stylized characters are. Hmm. Difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what 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 did you develop? Um, what we pretty much did was every character was just a surface shader. Mm. Like every everything in the everything in the scene was just a surface shader. Completely flat. Completely flat. Yeah. No shadows whatsoever. Yeah. And then we'd go in and paint all the textures of the characters with flat colors. Mm. And then when we will bake an AO just to see like where all some of the shadows are, yeah. do a little cell of that thing, mm. like really discreet. Mm. Like you could almost not tell that they were there mm. and then put a bunch of black lines so that it looks similar to the 2d original 2d version okay, that they were cool. making in after effects. Yeah. So, we we got pretty close to that level, but oh yeah, the funny part is rendering all the scenes afterwards was just left to me and my friend. Mm. So our laptops were like running <laughs> on overtime at that. Like I don't know how many laptops I abused while I was in uni, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, no, no rendering farm, so I was just like no. you guys <laughs> One month. <laughs> yep. Do this. Yeah. And and we we did manage to get all the pre-production stuff ready. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, we're ready. Give us give us some episodes to do. Yeah. And, so, and oh my God. So the paper that we got had this wall of paragraph text. And yeah. I thought it was just like narration. Yeah. But that's actually the character's dialogue. Oh my goodness. So 
and and the, the <laughs> that thing was gonna go out during the weekend, mm. like Saturday morning. Holy! And then, and then we were just like, okay, well, we'll just split the scene. You know, I'll animate this one. You animate that one. Wow, we'll be okay. fine. Yeah. And and at the same time, we were like, oh yeah, but while we're animating this, don't forget we have to do our thesis as well. Holy shit! And the. And just to give you some perspective, our thesis was no joke as well because mm-hmm. it was something I wrote and it involved. It was about uh, Arnis team, um, and going through like a, their competition to try to save their team from getting like removed as a sports varsity or whatever. Right. So there were a bunch of fight scenes on that thing as oh, well. Oh my goodness! Um, that entire thing is all on youtube as well this but but this is a huge amount of work it is a huge amount of work and we were doing it all at the same time yeah but we both knew that giving getting the opportunity to work on that kid's show yeah was a big deal and you know we, we couldn't just give that up yeah of course. and it's gonna be the first time that they would ever be in 3d so yeah. we're like that's huge like, yeah yeah, a, well, a well-known brand, basically. Pretty, pretty much. I'll, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have bailed on uni <laughs> and, and just completely shifted my attention that way. Uh, no. Well, we were we were both on scholarship at that time, so we didn't want to oh, right, waste okay. it. So yeah. it was just like, suck it up and yeah. let's and do this. And not sleep. <laughs> yeah. And, no, I, that was serious. We There were times where we really didn't sleep. Mm. So... um. We we would do we would get the script, and then we have an entire week to do the whole thing. Jeez! So that involved um, animating and then rendering yeah. and then compositing it, and then the final dialogue stuff. Thankfully, was just given to the sound engineer, mm. and they handled they handled it, and even managed to clean up the editing so it oh, looked, nice. it didn't look like we screwed up so much with the wow with the timing it actually made it to air on tv yeah we we worked on an entire season of it <laughs> shit. although it got were the, you guys getting paid so for the og for the on the job training part no of, co- of course mm. not but then after we were done with that period mm. The producer actually talked to us and said, like, hey, we want to hire you to do an entire season of this. Very cool. And we were just like, we still haven't graduated yet. <laughs> we were still doing that. Yeah. And then we were just like, we, sh- we should totally do this. Like, an entire season. Yeah. And we're the ones that get to do it. And we were That's just... nuts. Dude. Yeah. And, and we were going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's the first time we we're going to get... So by that point, we were like, we're actually... 3D animators, <laughs> like yeah. we're paid 3D animators. <laughs> yeah. So we did it, although that one was a little bit more hectic because, um, sometimes, but at least that this time we get a little bit more scripts. So like three, three episodes worth of scripts, mm-hmm. and we just have to say like, okay, this is the episode that's gonna air first and something like that. Yeah. But the problem is that some of them have even bigger wall of texts. Oh my goodness. And then sometimes when we were reading them, we were like, oh, like, you know how scripts are where they have exterior, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. we're like, we don't have this place. Like, we did, we did not model this at all. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> one, uh, in one week, hmm. 
not only did we animate the characters, but I had to model yeah, an, yeah. an entire environment just yeah. for these guys to be in. And we were starting to get like really, really smart <laughs> about doing some stuff. Yeah. Like if there was a wall of text at mm. some point, we'd show the character talking. Mm. But and then, then you'd cut to a shot behind the other yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> we'd cut to a shot. And oh. you're just doing expressions, basically, on the other guy? Yeah. Uh, and, or or we'd be like, they don't really need to say all this other stuff yeah, yeah. past this point. So yep. we'll just cut up. We'll, we'll, like, write on the script and stuff. And I'm like, can you please take this out? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that kind of happened. Like, and if it was an environment, it was fine. But then there were times also where it's like, now, now say this character is talking to this character. I'm like, wait, who the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to make a new character. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And then we get the concept. Right? Oh, it's this one. I'm like, oh my god. And then <laughs> had the rig texture model, rig texture, and the, the turnover time was was it like months? No, it was a week. A week. I told you, like we we get it. Have an entire week to do it. And then it airs. My goodness. So there were actually times where... So it was also convenient that my friend and I were both working on the same thesis. Mm. And we were both working at the Batibot Studios. Yeah, yeah. So there were actually... And since I live closer to where the Batibot Studio is and my friend is closer to where we go to school, Mm. sometimes I tell him, hey, I'm not going to go to class. Can you just tell our... Our, oh, okay. our professor to like why and then I'll go to the studio work there while he's working <laughs> on yeah, our okay. thesis and thankfully um, my friend and I showed enough competence I guess to the professors that they, they didn't really mind if we weren't there yeah. like we, we won't be marked as like absent or not showing up as long as we explain to them like yeah we're doing something here's what we're doing but we're also doing this so yeah, okay. they were a little bit so they, they also knew that you were working for this yes studio? okay yeah so w- we told them up front that we're working for this and since it was like something that was well known mm. they were like okay that's that's fine yeah and at least you're getting as much experience as you can. Yeah, of course. Um, but we, but just to make sure that we finish all the requirements, so attendance wasn't that big of a wasn't that big of a deal. Mm. Um, but if there were important stuff, then yeah, we'd we'd both be in. But then afterwards, my friend had a car. We like drive to the <laughs> <laughs> drive to Matibut Studios and then continue working from there. Yeah. Um, or even sometimes. It it was a bit of a a circus as well, where sometimes I'd get sick, so an entire week episode oh, had to rely on my friend, or like he'll no. get sick and I have to do an yeah, entire yeah. episode myself. And oh, that, that's rough, dude. And hey, how long did this last for? Um, the entire year. The entire year, because it was an entire season. Um, let me ask: Did you did you get to enjoy it, or was it just crunch? throughout for that entire year so yeah i mean i enjoyed it it was i I got so used to crunch not only did you enjoy it did you actually have moments where you could take it in take in what was oh yeah Yeah. because so my my friend would like say that his family some of his family members actually literally gather at the tv (laughs) on saturday morning (laughs) to watch it yeah okay and then 
on on my end i was told that oh some some of the the kids of the house help of my grandma mm. they they love watching but they were stuff yeah. like that so i'm like heck yeah yeah <laughs> and and we were just surprised like at, we were su- we were just surprised that people would give us um positive comments on like Oh wow! Good job. That yeah. was that was amazing. Yeah. But the entire time that we were working on it, we we're like, oh crap! Nope, I'm gonna have to like shortcut this. Like, oh, that <laughs> that, that looks questionable. <laughs> but but we need to get it in. Whatever, just just go in there. Yeah. And I mean, my mom could could even see me at those times where I was I would be on my laptop mm. working on it, and then I I even had a friend from from my uni as well who i was actually tutoring on 3d on the side mm-hmm. and she lived near me as well mm-hmm. so i'd even ask her like hey can i borrow your laptop <laughs> <laughs> i got some rendering to do. yeah exactly <laughs> and she was nice enough to like lend me her laptop so so i'm animating here yeah this laptop is one. rendering yeah and then and then when once that's done, I'll transfer it out, put in another scene, start rendering, yeah. keep animating. And then when I'm when it's getting really late, I would um I would go to bed. Mm. Both laptops are rendering. Yeah, yeah. So of the, you the, sit up the, your renders the, and the then render, go to bed. No, the rendering doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have an alarm for like maybe two when hours. When the render's finished, no, right? Yeah, alarm two hours later. <laughs> and then check them like, okay, render's done, and then like put in the next one. Yeah. And then go back to bed. No, I and then wait and then Wake up at three in the morning, continue doing it. And then, yeah, wake up at three in the morning. But now I'm doing my thesis and rendering my thesis. Yeah. And it even got to the point sometimes where, um, so we, we finished already our stint with Batibot Mm. and we were just full steam ahead on our thesis that I went to, I would stay over at my friend's house and we'd be, we'd take shifts. Mm. So I'm animating, doing all this stuff, and he's sleeping, and then yeah. he'll wake up, I'll sleep, and then he'll... Over, over the course of this year, you must have leveled up a whole bunch. So yeah. so the thesis, did, did that change? Did the quality shift as well, like, to, to accommodate all these new skills that you had? So the, the thesis turned out as, I think, as well as it could have for that time, considering yeah. the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. You can see though that there was barely any polish. Yeah. Like sometimes it would be just animate this. Yep, that's good. <laughs> Go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes you'd see like, oh crap, his shoulder, it's his popping. vest is clipping into yeah, his okay. shoulder and stuff like that. They were like, can't, don't got time. Yeah, I don't want to open that rig just, up just again. Mo- just move into the next one. <laughs> yep. And stuff like that. But for the, the things that we were able to accomplish though, like, um, I think it was pretty good. How, how did that end at um, Betty Bot? How did how did the so you, you finished the season mm-hmm. and they're like, "Thank you very much for your work here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go back to two D animation." <laughs> like, what what happened there? So what happened there was we graduated. Um, we thanked them for the entire season. Yeah, and we just we just told them that since we graduated already, well, we want to. We want Continue to pursue working. other stuff. Oh right, okay. Yeah, um, we just told them that if there was anything that they wanted us to, to do or help with and stuff mm. like that, let us know. But otherwise, we left all of the. Of course, since 
it, since they paid us for it, it all belongs to them. But we told them it's all there. Mm-hmm. But if you guys need any help, even if you just want us to come in and teach you how to use this, yeah, let us know because they were really nice to to us about it. Um, so my friend would keep in contact with them most of the time because the studio where Batibot is was also a school. Um, had had a regular school as well, mm. so they he sometimes you know gets to talk to them and they said that oh yeah we're doing fine but they just moved back to to like 2D and I think they moved to do web stuff now instead of an actual oh okay TV series you're talking like YouTube kind of content uh, well they had their own their own website and stuff right so you could you could watch Bati but there yeah. Um, but I think it was mostly because uh, there was it was just a really small studio of like five people and then probably some freelancers in and out sometimes. Yeah. So there there wasn't really I guess there wasn't enough to really sustain an entire season again. I gotcha. So they moved online and we we just went our separate ways, which was fine. Yeah. That that one that one season was enough of a learning curve. And yeah. My friend and I had fun. We look back to it and we like joke like, "Oh God, how, how did we manage this?" <laughs> Dude, the the whole country enjoyed it, right? Yeah, I'm like hope, the, the I children. Hope, I hope they. They would have influenced like kids growing up. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. If if it did, then I wouldn't know because mm. it's like I I've never really heard. Um, my my family in general doesn't really watch it, mm. even though they want to watch it because they want to see what I do. I'll just not tell them what. Time right, right, shows. okay. But they'll see it anyway from like because I have the files mm. then, and then if they want to see it, it's all there. Yeah. Um, I even have some images on my on your DVD art now, station. Right? Well, oh, art uh, station. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it, it's all there for for everyone to see mm. and. Uh, I am really like proud of what I did there. Yeah. So it, it's not something that I hide and say, like, unlike the stuff in my deviant art, which is like, please don't look there anymore. <laughs> cool. It's it's on my art station, which is like, I like these stuff. Yeah, yeah. Look at these. <laughs> um. Okay. So the university is wrapping up. Mm-hmm. You submit your thesis. Yep. That's that's the fighting thing. Yep. Okay. You happy with it? You pass. Yep. Okay. Graduated. Um. So I graduated as cum laude in in my school, mm-hmm. and our thesis went pretty pretty well. Do they do the thing where like um they hire out a theater or something, then everyone watches it together? Oh, so there's a theater inside our school. Yeah. So the end of the the end of the year, one of the main things that we have to do is set up an animation festival. Yeah. So that's what we did. We had an animation festival. Cool. Guests come in, yeah. watch it, and stuff. You get dressed up. Mm, yeah, we got dressed up. Had like a, <laughs> had like the title of our okay. animation printed on the shirt. I don't know where that shirt is anymore. <laughs> um, a bunch of you. It, it's like how in Armageddon, where you know you have a bunch of stickers or artwork. Like, oh, you can get this and stuff. And yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, please enjoy and watch our watch our show. Very cool. Yeah, and what was funny was. You know how the the render screen and stuff is is there and and it'll look like a bunch of text just scrolling up and down. Yeah. My my friend 
on our on our booth we had like a tv mm. just to show like oh here are some of the things we did mm. but then on the on the top screen there's like this render box just going and going <laughs> and and it looked like a cool design but he was actually rendering one of the episodes <laughs> for but <Batim. laughs> yeah of course did he not try to hide that no no it looked like <laughs> there was real estate it, well i mean nobody could read it it was going oh, right. so fast but at the same time it was like hey, look we're doing 3d look at all this fancy 3d text yeah, like, yeah. going up and so so we were just laughing about it the entire time until one of our um until our mentor came yeah. and he asked like what the heck are you rendering yeah <laughs> What are you doing here, rendering? Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. So graduated there, mm-hmm. and then I think ah. you t- you take some time off. You're like, I'm exhausted. I'm I'm taking the next month off. I'm not doing anything. Mm, no. 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 What happens? So I had I did a I was doing freelance stuff like doing some modeling work for for games yeah um but then suddenly my mentor called us up and said hey we I f- there's this guy i was talking to and he wants to set up a studio mm. and i want to get you guys as junior artists mm. so we we're just like heck yeah there's, no, there's <laughs> like we'll do it because there's no interview and yeah. we're gonna get paid <laughs> and then we were even told like he was it was kind of funny because he was Telling us stuff like, oh, this is what we'll do in the studio. Trying to convince us to, like, accept it. Hmm. But we're like, yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> and then he You didn't was, even need to hear that. You were already, like, committed yeah. to it. We, we, were, we were in already. Yeah. Because um, during that time as well, um, I was even helping. Because remember, my, I took a workshop from my mentor. Mm-hmm. We actually took a second workshop with him, which was advanced rigging. And that's when the IKFK stuff started coming in. Yeah, yeah. So my friend and I were pretty high up there in terms of like rigging already to the point that even our mentor would pay us to assist him in his workshop. Very cool. So that while he's teaching, he doesn't have to stop what he's doing to help students. Mm -hmm. Instead, if a student has questions, we'll like come up to them which is why i'm kind of used to it right now that if someone comes into work and mm-hmm. asks me like hey something's wrong with this rig or something I'm like yeah. yeah okay sure let's, yeah. let's let's fix it up yeah okay <laughs> um so that was continuous up until the the studio the startup studio yeah what was the studio you you were just doing like commercials so it was a startup that was planning to do I think movies, right? Animated movies. Wow, full length, full length animated movies. Jeez. And the the one thing that really got us hooked was that uh, the what VFX. Year? What year is this? Sorry. Oh, year. So I graduated twenty twelve. Mm. So this was twenty thirteen. Okay. So th- I I haven't had a there. It's it's been a nonstop yeah thing for me you're on this 3d thing yeah this this ride yeah i'm on this ride and i'm enjoying it (laughs) so we did that and then the lead vfx head was actually someone that used to work at lucas film right so he worked on the clone wars and stuff like that okay and my friend and i Ended up becoming really good friends with him as well. Awesome. So he became our mentor in VFX. Very cool. So we did learn how to do the particle stuff and all that. Um, I will say that my friend has a 
has much more of a knack for it than I do. For particles, simulation. Yeah, particles or effects. Like yeah. I, I'm good enough. Like if you tell me, like, oh yeah, can I have some dust in the particles? I'm like, yeah, okay, I can, I can simulate that for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. or the pull down and stuff. Yeah. But my my friend just really like, I don't know. He thinks differently. Yeah. Okay. So, in it's kind of cool. Like you would you would complement each other, right? I I find that that was the same with me where. If a friend of yours was strong in another area, mm-hmm. then you get strong in the other area, yeah. and then you kind of come together. Yeah, and... so that's pretty much what's happening. That's yeah. why it kind of seemed to, like, people that it was a bit of a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you get one, you have to get the other, yeah, because, okay. like, if you get both of us, then you get something really yeah, good. Yeah. You're only going to get particles with that guy, but if you want rigging... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, you know, both really good at rigging, so we handled the most of their rigging for mm-hmm. that for that studio, and then... We'd help our, we'll help the VFX lead to do old VFX mm. and, and even did some animations as well. Yeah. Along with our, our mentor or basically just do everything since we're the juniors. They'll like tell us, okay, yeah. do this now or do this now. And we were all just like, okay, cool. Now I'm doing terrain. Like, okay, cool. Now we're doing this. <laughs> um, were you, were, were you, cause you do a whole bunch of like scripting now. Mm-hmm. Were you doing a lot of scripting? as you were learning this as well no as, as much as okay it was just hands-on kind of so stuff. what happened was my my mentor was the one that was into the scripting and stuff yeah and he actually told me that the way he learned how to use maya was that he locked himself up in his house for a month mm. and did nothing but that mm. and he learned he taught himself how to do male scripting and stuff cool so he was really good at he it he just had a manual Pretty much. Okay. So sometimes we do really repetitive tasks and then eventually eventually we'll be like, okay, this is getting repetitive. Like, oh, look, there's a bunch of lines that actually do it. Yeah. Not, then we'll just slowly like keep putting it on and on. Yeah. But nothing too, um, nothing too fancy because I was still a, a bit uncertain about scripting because mm. I had the record of almost failing my coding classes in high school right so i i didn't think i was i, I was a very strong coder no yeah okay. not really but then I, and, and it kind of put you off it sounds yeah, like it did wow like I, w- I was like allergic to it but, then, <laughs> <laughs> but considering what i'm doing now yeah it's funny my, my mom said that it could possibly be that i just didn't have the right use for it yeah okay i can like, see that like because I wanted to use it for Maya and what I was doing, yeah. then maybe this is why I understand it a lot better. Yeah, but if yeah, because telling... you can actually piece things together yeah. and actually think of it. Yeah, because yeah. you do a whole bunch of it now. Yep, I I do way more, which is like surprising. That's why every time someone comes in and says like, "Oh, I don't know how to do Python or whatever," and I'm like, "You can learn it." Yeah, yeah. You you look back at your your younger self and you're like, "Pull up a chair." Yeah. <laughs> Let, let me tell you a story about yeah. how I got into this. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. So the the coding part didn't really fully interest me until I actually got here. Yeah. In in New Zealand. Um, but yeah. So you're at a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you working on? So this... you meet this guy from Lucas Lucas Arts. Lucas yeah. Films. Yep. Um, so the, the film itself was about, uh, top animal agency. 
Okay. Like they're like special agents or something like that. Think right. think of like if they were the penguins of Madagascar, but they were all different animals. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, there was this one movie with the penguins of Madagascar where they had this. Yeah, they had a spinoff. Yeah, with with this special agent like wolf or whatever or stuff like that. Mm, okay. So so if they were that thing, yeah, that's what we were we were animating. Yeah, and I think you, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you saw my renders of. Um, this ancient ruin on Art Station, which mm-hmm. was really based out of the Angkor Wat, like the textures were from Angkor Wat oh, cool, cool. on them, and I modeled that entire thing. That was that was for the project right. itself. But since the the project is done, I had permission to show it off, so yeah. it's there. How long did you work on it? So that was for an entire year. Yeah, and then after that, the studio decided like okay, I think we've been spending too much time on this and we're getting burnt out. Mm. So maybe we should try doing something else for now. Mm. So they started getting contracts for like um, architectural rendering. Oh, yeah. Which wasn't really something I wanted to do. Yeah. So I I left. <laughs> Did that take off for them? Is that what they still do now? Actors? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, are they still around? I'm not sure either. Wow. Okay. So you just cut ties. You were just like, well, the the thing about it is that um, I I didn't purposely cut ties with them. It's just that I haven't really had the need to. You lost interest. Yeah. And my mentor actually left the studio. And then when I decided to leave, my friend also decided to leave as well. Yeah. Did did you talk about it together? Um, We did. Like, I wasn't telling him to, like, come along. I was just saying that... Um, You're thinking about leaving. This, yeah, I'm thinking about leaving because this isn't something that I I really wanted to do, like, the architectural stuff. Yeah. Like, we, we signed on to do this. Yeah. And if we're not going to do that, then I'm just going to try to find somewhere else where I can yeah, do okay. that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then, so, eventually, he decided, like, yeah, okay, maybe he'll, he'll leave as well. Although, because... Because the VFX lead was friends with my mentor and us. Because we were leaving, <laughs> he said, like, I don't have any more friends here. So oh, gonna... so he bailed as well? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, I hope I hope I didn't start a chain reaction and they hate me for it. But it was, <laughs> you, you it was all intentional. Exodus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got everyone to leave this company. It, it was unintentional. And... Yeah, so from there, I was just helping out my mentor with his workshops yeah. as an assistant up until the point where there was actually a period where he he tried to set up another workshop station mm. um, near where I live, mm. and he would let me handle it, which was great and all. So I was, te- instead of just assisting, I was also teaching yeah. now that workshop, and I was just... Um, let's see, 2012, which was, wait, no, 2013, seven years ago. I was 21. Yeah. And then teaching uh, teaching some students how to Incredible. do 3D. Yeah, yeah. And then it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it and I didn't mind doing it. But I got the message from this recruitment place and said they were looking for 3D artists. Right. So I went for it mm. and... They decided to get me. Mm. 
And because of that, I had I, I had to tell my mentor, I don't think I can. What was the name of this recruit? Where, where did you go? So I ended up in a studio called Dawn Purple Incorporated. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's, I, I didn't hear about it as well until <laughs> I got a message from there. Yeah. But what they do there is they do some animations that involve Gundam. Right, okay. Right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was doing, I had a chance to like animate Gundam. Yeah. But not not the new Gundams, like the, like the original Gundam. Yeah, yeah. So... The entire the studio itself was a bit funny. Um, the environment wasn't necessarily the best, mm. but the people there were really nice. Oh, what do you mean with the environment? So it was quite toxic. So how it works is um, when you get there, you're asked to take a test, right? So an art test. Yeah. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, we had to animate a character going over a wall Mm -hmm. and then afterwards we had the Notre Notre Dame Mm -hmm. model and Mm -hmm. we had to like smash it like destruction and stuff so I'm like so and I'm just fresh off the heels of that other studio where I was animating doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and also I was under my VFX from Lucasfilm so I'm like I can put right up your alley. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally do this. And I think I kind of annoyed the producer so much because I was told this that I finished those tests so fast that the producer got annoyed that for we we had two hours to do the test Mm. and I finished it in like 30 minutes. Yeah, okay. This is all in Maya. Yeah, and it messed up his schedule so much because I was just sitting there doing nothing, yeah. like staring at the ceiling, and you know, were you happy with like the the what you submitted after yeah. thirty minutes? Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, <laughs> you were like, I could have done a season of this guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty, no, because okay, you think about that is, I I got used to just such fast paced doing stuff. Yeah, of course, and, and and all that, and oh wait, um. One funny thing about my modeling, by the way, mm. when I was first studying 3D, so you know how they have those videos on YouTube about modeling and stuff, and they're all sped up? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were sped up oh, okay. at that time. <laughs> and I was just telling myself, I have to get as fast as these guys, <laughs> which I was actually able to do huh, at that time. Yeah. And then it was only later on that one of my friends told me, you do know those things are sped up. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, I, I love that, by the way, the, the not knowing and you then measure yourself by this ridiculous standard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of that. So, um, yeah. So I, I think Wait, did you have to make the Gundam too? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, it was all provided. It was all provided. It was all proprietary and stuff. Yeah. So we were just handling animation, simulating, and rendering in Mm -hmm. that studio. And then, yeah, so I I finished everything pretty fast. And, yeah, I was just sitting there. But eventually it told me, like, oh, yeah, we'll um, we'll offer it. We'll give you a job offer. Mm -hmm. So I went to that studio and... It was a bit rough because mm. the producer was pretty strict. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you actually have to go to him 
report to him like everything that you did yeah yeah. and if you and if say you've only finished like one task or you weren't able to finish a task because i don't know maybe you're just having a bad day and can't seem to figure it out yeah he'll just he'll like why haven't you finished anything like yeah you'd get grilled yeah you get grilled out about it and i will say that when i was young at that time i was in the mindset of like if i don't feel like I like the place where I'm working at, I'm just going to go because, yeah. you know, why not? So I never really stayed in one place too long. Yeah. Like one year was already long enough time for me. Interesting. So in the studio, maybe like after a week, I'm like, I was just thinking like, uh, the. it sounds like the impression just was horrible. Yeah. When you say the environment sucked, why? Uh, what about So, it? so on your, you're in cubicles, separated cubicles. Yeah then your the producer there is just literally like sitting right there okay overseeing everything yeah he doesn't like it when you're just talking and stuff yeah no there's no internet on any of the computers so say if you needed to research on something yeah you're gonna have to talk to one of the managers and ask if they can research it for you. Uh, and it's kind of hard, like, if it was something super technical, then you can't just add them up. Can you research this? And yeah. then they'll try to get us... Like, they tried really hard to get as much information as they can for you because yeah. it's not their fault that it was like that. That's just really how... It was structured. It was structured. Yeah, but also they don't know what the hell... Yeah. Do they have technical knowledge? No. Okay, so they sucked. You're actually having to... Google search through them. Yeah. So what what happened? What usually happens sometimes is like, from that time, if I there was something I couldn't figure out when I get home, I'll, that's when I'll do it, and then I'll come back the next day Jeez. and then go over it. Yeah. Um, but you're saying it didn't last too long. So I ended. I was there for about six months. Okay. So, um, I was there doing. My first week was pretty bad. After a week, I was just saying that maybe I don't like this place or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm just like, why? Why didn't I? Why did I want to leave that studio? Yeah. And then like, is it because of the work? And then I thought like, no, like animating the Gundams is pretty fun. Yeah. The way they're going about it is pretty fun, and I'm seeing like a whole new style of doing things yeah. and also the studio itself is a japanese owned company so yeah. i'm kind of getting a glimpse of how they do it in that industry there yeah so i wanted to you know soak, more of that. soak that in because back in my head there's always a dream like hey maybe maybe you go to square enix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you working on the next advent joke <laughs> yeah and and so you know it's good to learn this yeah. and it was really interesting to see what they did and how they do stuff with the gundam itself mm. So th- the rules were kind of insane. Like Gun Gundam is not a he or she. It's mm. it's Gundam. Yeah. And the way that the way that it seems to be seen or portrayed is that like Gundam is their national hero or something. Yeah. So there there are so many things where rules where you have to always make sure that in every scene Gundam looks cool. Yeah. And I get e- that. even if he is losing. He has Still to look, look cool, cool. Yeah. while he's losing. And I'm just like, okay, so he gets punched and he's flying off in the distance, but he's Still cool. doing this awesome pose. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that is <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> and and even or even instances where like, okay, and in this scene, he needs to be angry. Yeah. And you know, he's a robot face yeah. that doesn't move. <laughs> so I've had to learn some tricks of like if you just tilt his 
head just a little bit mm. in certain directions, yeah, yeah. his visor would cover his eyes and look like angry eyes. Oh, cool. <laughs> and you end up with, with angry gun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did like working in that studio and the lead animator was really nice. Mm. And eventually I got... So I was struggling the first few... The, the first week because there was this one animated scene that I just couldn't get right no matter what yeah. and I even ended up staying at like 11 in the evening like everyone already left and yeah. I was still there trying to figure it out right and you couldn't I, get it to look cool I couldn't get it to look cool <laughs> and I couldn't and I couldn't leave because I'd have to tell the producer like I got nothing done today Jeez, so okay. I was there until 11 and then yeah. he went home and then I ducked out <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> but um, but I came in the next day, uh, and that that was actually the night that I decided, like, do I still want to stay here? Mm. And I just said, like, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Like, yeah. why, why are you letting this what? If it's just what one person that's um, messing it up for you, then, you know. Tell, tell me, the so you're struggling on the scene. Could you not ask someone for help with the scene and animating it? Or was it on you? Did, did um, you feel like it was so, your responsibility? So my the the lead animator was helping me and giving me suggestions, yeah. but it's just that they were so vague and like it just isn't working. It's not working. And also this the rig was really weird that every time I move something, it will move another piece. Yeah. So it actually became regular for me to disas like they'll give me the rig. Mm. But I'll disassemble it in the animation yeah. scene because I need I really needed it to do something. Yeah. That the rig just wasn't capable. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, plus points for like, yeah, I know how to do this and I'll make it do exactly what it needs to yeah. do. Yeah. Because I know how to I know how to do it. Yeah. So that happened and then the next day came in fresh and stuff and I managed to finish it right away. Mm. And then I was just like, okay. Maybe you were just having a bad day mm. yesterday mm. and it's not so bad. So it worked like that to the point that I was one of the fastest animators there. Mm. And at the end of the six months, they actually told me they were going to offer me, because I was just a pro probie at that point. Mm. They were going to offer me like a full-time employment, mm -hmm. which I ended up refusing at that time. Yeah. Because... I told them that I have plans to like try to go overseas. Yeah. And work overseas. And stuff. Yeah, you're already thinking about going overseas at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I told them like I, I have plans to do that. But you know, if it doesn't work out and you guys are still looking, then maybe I might come in. Yeah. So yeah. After that time I went back to doing my freelance. Hmm. Well, not really went back to doing my freelance because I was that. I was still doing my modeling stuff while I was in that studio. Yeah. So I just continued doing that. Mm -hmm. And then at some point ended up teaching at un at the uni mm -hmm. um, in I Academy back home, which was this new digital media school and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I spoke to the head of the animation department there. And it was like, he's a really cool dude. I liked where his vision was for like, you know, educating new, the upcoming students. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll like, if you, if you guys want me, I'll come here and teach. Yeah. So I ended up teaching for like an entire term. Cool. Which was, which ended up being weird because I was only supposed to teach them 
animation, but I ended up teaching them modeling, rigging, and animation. Yeah, okay. Because the previous professor that they had was so bad mm. that every student hated him and oh, they didn't learn anything at all. Oh, that that really sucks, man. So even the head of the department was just apologizing to me like, uh, well, that's... Why was, yeah, I, 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 I have moments like that where there are people that are in the industry that shouldn't be and it gets me real sad about the whole situation because mm. they're, they're typically in there because of what they have worked on but the the qualifications are not relevant now. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something similar. Yeah, so, so that's that's what ends up happening but I, I guess the, the old phrase like if you can't do teach teach and, and i po- hate that phrase by the way. but it's true it is that's, true that's the thing like if you could do something mm. then you'd be out there doing, doing it. it yeah but um, if but if if nobody wants to even get you to I, do I, it, I know then, how true the phrase is yeah. i just don't like it <laughs> i don't i don't like it either but that's the that's the nature of how things tend to happen. Have, have you heard Andrew Kraus? Kroll, Do you know who Andrew Kraus is? The, no. the anatomy tools guy from Australia? No. He's worked on a whole bunch of feature films. He, his, his saying is the one I like, which is um, those who do must teach. And mm. it's very much one of like more of like an empowerment kind of thing where if you're skilled, you better recognize that people are willing to learn and you should teach those people yeah um i i really hate the other the other phrase i think that's that's kind of the the way that my mentor actually went through well did his things because he was really good and he but he recognized it yeah he he recognized it and really spent so much time teaching people how to do it like it didn't matter to him if he was doing projects or not but he was telling me that he really wanted to he at one point he even wanted to set up a school very cool and stuff so you know if people like him were the ones teaching yeah then i think we'd have we would have had more students really into doing 3d yeah and, yeah. and the 3d um the 3d environment back home and the whole job stuff mm. would have been much better yeah I, I i always think of what i would do myself like i i haven't taught like as that that being my role mm-hmm. but i i feel like i do that like on a day-to-day at, at work yeah for sure yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah i i always like, do have these um, fleeting thoughts of, like, what would happen if I did actually teach? I think you and, should. And, and how... Hey, I'm at Grant, Um it, It's always, like, a thing that I think about. And I, I would love to, obviously. Mm. Um, but I have prior commitments. Yeah. The the thing about it is you, you don't... It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to... You have to go straight teacher at uni. Mm. Even if you're just one of those people, like what my mentors, what my mentor did was, oh look, there are a bunch of students at uni, mm. and you're just like, hey, if you if you need tutor, if you're interested, I can I can do like a one on one, and mm. I'm pretty sure they'd be like grateful to be able to have like one on one time with someone that actually like yeah, knows what you. they're doing. because yeah. that's the thing about about three D though is like it's so technical mm. in a group setting. You you want to 
you want to get, even if you give them a hundred percent, everyone's probably gonna get only just a fraction of whatever you taught them. Yeah, yeah, that that is tricky. But the 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 whole do you keep tabs on like what's happening in the industry and how online learning is like huge now, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a a really legitimate way to go about teaching a lot of people mm-hmm. like a lot of legends in the industry are doing online yeah. mentoring and there's a lot of su- success there as well yeah so i think i like that because it's available to a lot of people you, you're not geographically lo- like tied to anything it's entirely online mm-hmm. and yeah these guys have like you know decades of experience yeah yeah so like i I think that shift you have a decade of experience (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) mine is so specific though and um i'm hoarding that (laughs) (laughs) like yeah teaching would be interesting but it's very specific and i and i wonder how relevant it will be in five years because i think a lot of the technical stuff might not matter do you know what I mean? Mm, no, not really. Uh, it, it depend obviously depending on what you work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll see with hardware improvements, like uh, you know, with these new consoles, loading is apparently like not an issue. Mm-hmm. So this, the people that had to optimize assets to be like lightweight when loaded, is probably not going to be a thing. So you just make full blown assets. Oh. and throw it into a console and it's just loaded like do you know what i mean like the, that technical stuff around that won't be a thing anymore but then i i did read up on one of the posts of my old clients when i was freelancing though mm. is that he so he develops games and after he saw that thing where like Oh, meshes! It doesn't even matter if you're. The, you, you can have this one million mesh the thing. The Unreal Engine yeah. Five thing. Yeah, he he actually said like he's kind of against it because it's just gonna promote laziness. Yeah, poor workflows. Yeah, and what will happen is instead of say, okay, you have this new tech mm. which will unlock all this all these new paths for you. Yeah. Instead, you're gonna be like well, this doesn't matter anymore. Mm. So I'm just going to go about doing that. And because the new tech can handle it, you're yeah. just taking up all that, say, space. Yeah. Because you're lazy instead of like, now that this part is a lot easier mm. and doesn't take up as much performance, I can push this other right. part now. I, I see. But, but you see the other side of that, right? You you To have it available is more beneficial than to not. Yeah. So like the thing that you're true to saying is... Of course, correct, but also being able to do it and not have any large technical repercussions is very appealing to yeah, a, a lot of people. That, that workflow, flow, by the way, when I say it's very video game specific, I mean, if you're making the next Grand Theft Auto yeah. and every piece of memory matters, you're going to take full advantage. Everything that applied last generation still applies because you're pushing everything. Mm-hmm. If you are making a walking simulator where you just walk around a pretty environment, you're the only character, no effects, no monsters, mm-hmm. you can go bananas yeah. and just like yeah. drag in photogrammetry assets, whatever. It doesn't matter um, because it is so catered and so narrow yeah. that it, that y- you can do that. A, a single developer can do that. Yeah. So, I mean, 
in in that sense, mm. I think we I think we mean we're, we're still thinking about the same thing though, mm. where it's like like you you actually take advantage of the increases in performance with the new tech. Yeah. You're not like I'm gonna make a walking simulator, <laughs> but I'm gonna have PS2 graphics, and oh, for yeah. some reason it's maxing out. <laughs> like my computer is overheating already. You're like yeah. what is this? <laughs> well, well, you also know, like in game development or just making models that. You don't do the idiotic thing of taking a mesh and ZBrush, subdividing it like eight times, and then sculpting. This is like the worst way to work. Mm -hmm. You want to work up each subdivision level, that kind of thing. You want to work base forms, secondaries, and actually, yeah, these kind of things. These are correct practices to to have. Um, Yeah, and a lot of those principles still apply to game development and i think those will never go away but it really does matter like mm-hmm. what you're working on and and i think like the technical things developments and advancements are good and to enable like more people is is good too and i yep. i know that like i'm very conscious about like what my role is um and like how the goalposts are shifting mm-hmm. yeah it's just um like I'm also working with a lot of new artists as well, and it's interesting to see what they do and don't do, because things that I'd consider to be very important, mm-hmm. like UVs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like might not be um, a priority for mm-hmm. them, which which I find very interesting, mm-hmm. because I don't think UVs are going away anytime soon. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with like um, topology. Yeah, are the thing we keep always coming back to. Yeah, topology is pretty funny. Yeah, especially yeah. with rigging, it's it's yeah, it's the like, most important thing. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's good that we finally got to a point that we're, I'd say, stable. It's, mm. it's not perfect, but it's 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 enough for us. But when I I think actually we we could butt heads about topology mm-hmm. yeah. because I think we have and we could probably recorded as well yep and get into it but let's let's get you to new zealand where where, where are you on your story all right so you're i was teaching i was teaching in i academy yep 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 and then finished so that was my first time teaching in an actual structured um environment Mm. um unfortunately i had to like fail one of my students <laughs> yeah which might be the most painful thing it it, it was like I, I didn't think it would be so bad but because i might have taken it too personally in the sense that because i had to fail him it yeah. reflects on me like i failed him as a teacher yeah, yeah. but then i'm thinking of when i talked to my head of department he just said it really happens also it's not because you failed him he didn't submit yeah his his finals yeah fair enough so it's like <laughs> I, I can't just make up a number and have him <laughs> magically pass. Yeah. Like, I already... I even gave them a free pass. They're like, you know, I'm not even going to bother counting attendance anymore. Yeah. yeah okay. You just... If you just k- submit everything I'm asking for, we're good. Yeah. Like, you can go home, do it, submit it, and then, like, we'll be fine. Mm. But he didn't, so I had to... Yeah, to fail him? Yeah. Well, was he... Uh, were you pl- pretty pretty close with your students? Like, that, that particular student? Uh, not really. Like, okay. Like, I do prefer... So he would have understood, he, she, mm, this person? He, sh- he should have understood. So what happened was, 
after I've already like given everyone their grades yeah. and you know I've let him like okay you failed you you didn't give me this mm. and not even for lack of trying I even like message them I'm like hey this is the cutoff time mm. for your submission yeah yeah and I got no reply from him at all yeah okay so in the end I just had to like give him no points for it and mm. he failed and he was like telling me like oh I can't. I can't fail, or else my parents would be mad. And I'm just like, this has nothing to do with your parents. You, Jeez. you didn't. And I told him, <clears throat> you know, if if your parents are gonna have a problem with it, mm. then I'll be waiting in the school faculty. Yeah. Then they can come talk to me. Oh. I stay there for an entire day, and he didn't come Jeez. in at all. And I think the, the guy's got a bad attitude. Uh, I I guess it's just. You get students like that. Yeah. He wasn't the bad kid. I just guess that he just didn't care about what it, what the subject was or whatever. Yeah. So what what's interesting with that is, uh, I'm sure you have the same way. When you got into 3D, it was the thing that you were all about. Mm-hmm. It was on your mind. Yeah. You couldn't stop thinking about yep. it. Yeah. And to see that kind of stuff, you're like, how the hell could this even happen? Yeah. Aren't you thinking about it? Yeah. (laughs) No, I was just, I was just thinking about it like that. But then I realized as well, like not everyone is as hardcore about it as me. Mm. And I guess it might also be because, so like I said, at, at that year, I was about like 22. Hmm. or something when I saw it, when I did that teaching young young ass dude yeah young I was young and <laughs> and you know these were this was uni so yeah. you know the students aren't a bunch of teenagers that don't they're like young adults already and yeah. stuff and I guess because of that they kind of felt that you know I, I'd be like pretty just casual with them hmm. and not really expect much but because I came in an environment for like, this is something I love doing. Yeah. And I want to really teach you because if this is something you love doing, then I want to give you all the info you need yeah. so that all the hard things I had to do, yeah. you don't have to do it yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just, just listen up. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll speed up the process for you yeah. and you can probably be, we could get on the same level faster. Mm. Um, but that didn't happen. And my, my age thing actually cost some issues one time like you're telling off some old old guy um well not really it's just that i was in the middle of teaching my class mm. and one of the security guards came in and was telling me that only teachers were allowed to sit on oh, the, shit. On, on the teacher's <laughs> lecturer's desk yeah and then i had to explain to him i am the teacher <laughs> cool <laughs> and so and and also did he believe you yeah, he he believed me, and then, uh, he don't, just... don't you have like a security card, like card or something? Yeah, I do. I have okay. I have an idea and stuff. So, yeah. but the thing about I, I didn't take it too personally anyway. Mm. Um, but after that, the security guard remembered me so much that yeah. I didn't even have to show him my ID anymore. Yeah, yeah. Coming in, he'll yeah. just recognize me and stuff. <laughs> you just give him the nod in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that that was a bit fun. Um, so yeah, after that stint, I was just. Um, that's... How long were you teaching for? Um, about one term. So that's about three months. Yeah. And then what happened afterwards? Huh. Oh, I think I got my, my timeline a bit confused. I may have thought first before going into DPI. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, DPI was the last thing before coming here. Yeah. So my mom and I actually attended 
just so happened to see this Facebook post about this um, agency mm. for like New Zealand, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh yeah, the the lecture thing is free, or the mm-hmm. conference is free. If you want to come and attend, yeah." So we just decided. Well, we got uh, we got nothing to lose. Cool, let's go to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out that oh yeah, like. When they were, we talked to them, they reviewed our papers and they said like, oh yeah, I'd make a pretty good candidate to, Sweet. to come over here. Yeah. And since it was, and even my mom would have made a pretty good candidate to come over here. Yeah. And since it was my dream to work abroad mm-hmm. and even like, if I managed to get into like weather here or something mm-hmm. that, because Lord of the Rings is such yeah, a big course, deal at that time as well. I was like, that like. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And even my mom's like, yeah, let's do this. But in the end, she decided that only I'll be the one going. Okay. Since the route that I had to take was through studying again. And yeah. she didn't really want to do that. I gotcha. So I'd have I'd have more success if I just went on my own. Yeah. So. Was that pretty hard for you? Were you excited? I was excited mm. about that, but it was going to be the first time that I ever left the country on my own. Yeah. And I didn't know anyone here. Yeah. At all. Um, so I think I, I was pretty miserable on on my plane ride. Yeah. Like from getting dropped off at the airport, I, was, I think I was crying already. Yeah. Because I don't know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, of course. Here. Yeah, it's scary. So... Um, from the airport on the plane, cried myself to sleep, so I didn't really remember much of the Ooh. thing. Yeah. Um, got here to Auckland. I'm like, oh, okay. This is this is where the with fun the recruitment. Stuff wait, 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 with the recruitment. Um, what what do they set you up with? They were like, you you can come over here. You can actually work in New Zealand. Yeah. So they told me that if I come in, study. Yeah. Um, I could get a work visa and mm. work here. Yeah. And at that time, I was actually just on the mindset of, whoa, if I study here, I'll get a certificate that actually means something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because apparently, because of the educational structure in the Philippines, mm. even though oh, I have a, not even yeah. though I have a bachelor's degree, yes, some countries will still think that's like uh, like a college. Yeah. or something like that yep. but it's a bachelor's degree I spent like three years in a thesis doing it Yeah. so I decided well if I got a if I got a diploma here or like a certificate course here mm. then at least that one's already internationally recognized yeah. and that was really appealing to me especially yeah. if I wanted to work in other places yeah of course so I wasn't even thinking about the work stuff either right okay. and I wasn't even thinking about the residency stuff either mm. anyway I just said like I'll get the diploma if I find work here, that's fine. Yeah. And my family agreed that if it doesn't work out, then you come back. Cool. So You had a backup plan. You had a goal in mind. This, this is all good stuff. Yeah. Where'd you study? So I studied in Edens. Mm-hmm. And that was... I was told that it was formerly Lifeways. Mm-hmm. Lifeway in Snell's Beach. So it was in the middle of the city. And... Yeah, so... Who else was there? What do you mean? Who else was there? Who else from work is from, from there? Oh, okay. So, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson first guest. Yeah. <clears throat> he was teaching there, right? Yeah, he was my teacher. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, when 
when he told me that he was applying at Grinding Gears, I like went to Ivan like, hey, did someone named Jackson like send you anything? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I told him, heck, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, right. Yes, because you came to Grinding Gear before he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was at Hoo-Hoo, he was at Hoo first, but that I left before he did. Yes. Um, yeah. A, a lot of people were at Hoo-Hoo, right? Yeah. Um, then I guess we just took Took all the good ones. <laughs> mm, yeah, pretty um, much. Okay, so so you go to Eden's one year course, right? Yeah. So you co- actually meet your your wife there. Oh uh, yeah. No, <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't meet my wife in Eden's. Oh, okay. Like, so the the agency, hmm. the immigration agency, actually booked my um my first place to stay accommodation hmm. for two weeks. Like in advance for me because I didn't know what yeah, where the heck to do anything here was. Yeah. So they got me a place for two weeks. It just so happens that that accommodation, the school that my wife went to, <laughs> was also booked there. Right. So I ended up like coming there on the first day, and then my wife arrived the next day. Yeah. And yeah, so she wasn't my wife yet there. I've never met her yet. Yeah. But and and we both live in Manila. Mm. Never, never met each other wow, there, and okay. oh, destiny happened. We yeah, just yeah. met in that one place mm-hmm. and worked out. Um, but yeah, so I was actually told that if I study here, most of my classmates will be like people who have also had experience already, and you better better prepare yourself because these are gonna be like really good people. Yeah, okay. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So yeah. I was studying up until I left. Mm. And then I got here and I'm like, oh, so these guys were just the students that studied from previous. <laughs> oh, right. The, the, the previous intake. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> this is like a second year thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and then I'm just like, huh. Yeah. You, you, you start asking questions of like, oh, what kind of experience do you have? And then they're like, we just did the first year. Yeah. So there was only one other person, like another Filipino mm-hmm. named Mike mm-hmm. as well. Um, he was actually from Singapore as a computer programmer, mm. but he really wanted to pursue animation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So he moved to New Zealand to study that. Right. And I met him there. Yeah. And he became one of my close friends. Um, and he's the one that actually helped me get into like coding. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, I kind of felt bad because at some points he was like explaining Python classes to me. Mm. And I think after the fifth time he explained it to me and I still couldn't wrap my head around it, mm. I just said I understood it because I was just feeling so bad already. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I'm so sorry, I'm so stupid that I don't get this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, he was really nice. So I I I owe him a lot for like the the taking time. Getting the coding stuff. Yeah. And he actually helped me in building my first rigging tool. Very cool. And that that helped out a lot because mm. that's what I sent in as well to yeah. get in the grand game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so stud- Time, timing was really interesting too because yeah. I think that really worked in your favor. Yeah, so I was I studied in Edens for about a year, mm. met a bunch of cool people there, uh, made some friends, mm. Jack met Jackson, mm. um, and what was a year? 
the year 2015. 2015. Yeah, okay. The year, cool. Yeah, the year was 2015. Very cool. And I was in a unknown unknown land, mm-hmm. and the future was unsure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2015. Um, you're in Edens. You graduated, obviously. You yeah. did quite well. Yep. Um, and then Hoo-Hoo's hiring. Yeah. So how I got into Hoo-Hoo's was because of Jackson, actually. Yeah. So uh, graduation was coming up. And I was looking for like places to like work mm. and there didn't seem to be a lot mm. and Gameloft just shut down. Right. And the funny part about this was a recruiter contacted me about the job in Gameloft okay. yeah, as, okay. a, as a technical director right. and stuff. But I was still studying at that time and he told me that I can apply there. But I'm gonna have to stop studying, mm. and I'm and in my head I'm just like I my family paid yay amount of money, yeah, huge amount of money, <laughs> yeah, because I was a foreign student, yeah, to study here. I'm not gonna just walk away from that. Yeah, I'm not just gonna drop that yeah. and come out with nothing. What if that thing at Game Love didn't work out? And now what happened? Yeah, aren't you lucky that you like declined on that? Yeah, man. Um, okay, so you pass on Game Loft. Yeah, Game Loft unfortunately closed down. Yep. They were a big deal. Yeah, they were. Like, um, th- that's why like I got a lot of the lot of postings for like, oh, working in game law from blah 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 like that. But I'm, I'm just like I'm not gonna give up on this thing hmm. that could be something that would be helpful in the future. Yeah. Just, just in the hopes that this thing now will work. Yeah. So continued studying, graduated, and then when it was almost graduation time. Um, I ran into Jackson in the coffee club in the city. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I think while he was back from Snell's Beach, because while I was studying, after he taught us for that term, mm. he went. He was already recruited by Huhu, mm-hmm. and actually, a lot of the tutors in Edens got recruited by Huhu because yeah. it was also like life. I, 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 I don't think I've told this story like on, on the microphone but i was actually recruited oh so. really what happened to that uh, i i humbly declined oh <laughs> yeah uh very very long time ago lifeway and hoo are kind of like tied together yeah there are yeah so as soon as this is going very far back this is as soon like first year at at grinding gear mm-hmm. long last time ago um yeah the principal or whatever reached out to me and said there are positions like uh we think you'd be a good candidate whatever and then yeah i just started at grinding here i was like i, I already got a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean it, it worked out for you I, I did do some research where um i was like snow's beach like where the hell is this place mm-hmm. like and what other things to do out in snow's snow's beach mm-hmm. so yeah i you know in in a weird situation i might have went there yeah i don't know if, if this grinding gear thing didn't work out mm. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in another parallel universe yeah maybe uh, so so you moved there, right? Cause, yeah. Because Snell's... How far away is that? So Snell's Beach is... Have you driven to Warkworth? No. Okay. Um, I'd say from the city, it would take you about like maybe an R45 yeah, okay. to, to drive there all the way to the studio in okay. Snell's Beach. Uh, so that one was pretty tough. It sounds lovely though. Like the Snell's Beach, like you're on... It, are you on a beach? It's... It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like there, there are literally cows right beside the That's studio. That's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. But 
once you're done with work, yeah, there's nothing to do afterwards. You just uh, roll out a towel on the beach, lay on the beach. <laughs> the time I was there, it was like winter, okay. so it was like it was dark <laughs> immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how long were you there for? I was there for about three months. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and w- why? So, um, a bunch of a bunch of reasons. So. After Jackson gave me his, uh, volunteered himself as a reference for me to be able to get in there, mm. and my my friend Mike was also working there as well. Yeah. Um, when I got when I got there, I just that's the first time I realized how far it was from Auckland. Yeah, from Auckland. Yeah. And my my wife, who you know was just my girlfriend at the time, were. Yeah. were um, oh, you were doing the long distance thing. Like she was staying. We we were both staying at one of my uncle's house. He's a friend of my dad's. Mm-hmm. He let us rent out a room in their place. That's cool. So we were both staying there, mm. and I had to go. To I had to stay in Snell's Beach for like the entire week, and then during the weekend, I'll take a bus going back. Right. Okay. So so at least I could spend the weekend with her. Yeah. Um. And that got really, it got really frustrating because I had to do that. I didn't have a car. Yeah. And also I, I still had my old light Philippine license. Yeah. Until I eventually, and the driving tests here are really hard. Yeah. yeah they're different. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm, I'm used to like, you know, driving back home where there's rules mm. and you, you can't see it, <laughs> but I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but here there's so many rules. Yeah, and, and roundabouts. And roundabouts. <laughs> and and I'm reading the book, and it's confusing. And like, is this okay? Is this not okay? And it, tell, tell me, is the Philippines pretty hard on the horn? Yes, when you it is. Okay, yeah, it's one of those places. It, it is. That's oh, that's why. Um, although here, like, you you barely ever hear it, mm. and I've gotten so used to it that even if someone cuts in front of me, I forget. Like, yeah, I no. should like honk in front of them, but. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I did that thing. And I, I wasn't really enjoying it too much. Yeah. But then I needed I needed work because I already graduated at that time. Yeah. Then eventually when I... It got a little bit easier when I got a car. Mm. And, and my wife and I moved to another place in Browns Bay. Yeah. So it cut my drive time going to just one hour. Nice. So... One hour going in the morning and one hour going back. Oh, you actually stay. You you were living in Browns Bay and you would drive there to work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How long did that last? It's within the same like three month yeah, time okay. span. Yeah. So yeah, I I was working there doing some projects, and then. You know how I said I don't really stay in a place too much, and I was too long. And you say that, but you've been at Granite for a little while. <laughs> We'll we'll get to we'll get to that one, but the thing about it is that is unusual. Mm. Like even even if I'm thinking about it now, it's really weird. Yeah, okay. Um but what happened in in Snells is that I think there was some sort of managing issue. Mm. Like I didn't mind it at first, but the longer I stayed there, there were See like it? some kind of a bit of like red flags coming up. And the people there were really nice, yeah. but I just think that 
um, yeah, you can be nice, but it doesn't mean you know how to manage something. Mm. Um, and things happened. And when a big event happened, I just said, okay, yep, no, just. <laughs> that, can you, can you talk it. about what happened? Um, I don't know. So I'm just going to stay vague about it. Okay. Um, but what happened was after that big event, they did say that, oh, we can try to restructure so that this project that you were on um, will move you to another one. Yeah. And I didn't even bother taking taking them up on that yeah. because I'm just like, this is too weird. And the fact that it happened once yeah. makes me feel like this is probably going to happen again. Yeah. So I had no pro- I had no prospects whatsoever, actually. So... But I still decided, and I told, I told my wife at that time that I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Like I, I probably I won't have work, and I'm really sorry. Yeah. But I think I have, I at least saved enough to like cover so far while I look for something. Yeah. And you know, my, my wife was pretty understanding about that, and she said that if yeah, if if it looks um, problematic, then don't stay there. Yeah. And so yeah, finished up my finished up my three months up until my contract ended Mm. and then i wasn't working Mm. anymore okay and then was it stressful it was stressful because we just moved to to, yeah well murray's bay specifically yeah and we i needed to find work as well because i still had my work visa from graduating where Mm. If you study, they give you a work visa mm-hmm. for like one year. Mm-hmm. It's it's open to work, so it doesn't it's not tied to any employer. Mm-hmm. So I needed to find something because mine was gonna expire in a, in a couple of m- months. Wow. Okay. And so I did that, and I was just looking. I was just sending off reels everywhere. Yeah. Like. Not even big studios, just anyone looking for like a, a rigger. A, well, not really, not exactly rigging, oh, but a three D artist. Yeah, and I was lucky enough that one of our family friends here introduced me to one of his friends who was who worked at Sky, mm. and they actually offered me like some freelance jobs that I could do for them Very cool. while I was doing. It. So I wasn't necessarily like no money coming in. It's I I just did that and. I only wasn't un- I was only unemployed for about a week. Oh, <laughs> so you weren't too worried. Um, for that week, you were killing yourself. But for for that week, um, I was able to get the work already for. Within that week, I was able to get work for Sky because mm. they they gave it to me. It wasn't a big deal, but at least I got paid to do stuff. Yeah, you're getting income. Um, but it just so happens like I was thinking. What was that one studio that everyone kept talking about before while I was in uni? Yeah. And then and then my friends told me, oh yeah, it was grinding gears. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, I have I have nothing else. So I sent my email to I sent an email to support the grinding gears from your old website mm-hmm. and stuff. And it it didn't even say anything because there there was no job postings anywhere for yeah. grinding gears. And I just said like, hey, I don't know if you have any openings. But um, 
I'm I'm blah blah blah. Mm. I'm a 3D artist, and I also specialize in rigging mm. and animation. And yeah. here's my demo reel, and here's a, something I made. Yeah. And I think it was because of that the rigging, rigging tool. Yeah. And it it was displayed on my rigging tool. Yeah. I think that actually caught Eric's attention because I got an email from Eric afterwards saying, "Did you make that rigging tool?" Mm. And then I just said, "Yes, I I made it, and I have all the code for it and all that stuff." Mm. And then he, that's when he asked me for an interview. And I was awesome. like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> was that a quick turnaround? Um, it was pretty quick, actually. Awesome. Um, we, we were, yeah, the, the, to catch you up on like yeah, the grinding well, gear. What, what was, was this on your side of things? Grinding gear at that time. Um, it, small studio. So like uh, we had, very early on, it was just a few artists, generalists. I, I think George, the, the artist before me, he um he actually did like rigging like the original characters which mm-hmm. is why they look like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah when we got an animators on we then used uh third party tools and the animate the animator would actually be the one to yep. rig monsters coming in and obviously people know that at path of exile you're not just rigging bipeds it is everything and mm-hmm. anything <laughs> yeah um so it it's quite a large task and mm-hmm. so uh we had sam on ed was there um and yeah the the situation because i remember sitting with sam we were actually interviewing mm-hmm. you yeah um but yeah we we needed someone to just get in there and help out because we wanted the animators to actually just animate mm-hmm. yeah and and there was an opening for you Mm. And you must have been like the the lone rigger for a, a long while. Yeah, I I do want to ask though, since I probably never asked this, but like, what, what the what convinced you? The impression? Yeah, the yeah. So you go away, you have this interview, you you, you hang out, you mm-hmm. talk. It's the attitude. So oh. it was. Yeah, it's, I I remember Sam saying this, and it was just like to say, look, if if I don't know how to do it. I will find out how to do it. It, it, it just insinuates that I, w- I will get results, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm willing to like learn as well. Mm-hmm. And that's very powerful. Um, and yeah, it, it was, it was just right place, right time yeah. as well. You know, we needed a rigger. Yeah. Yeah. And you said the right thing. So nice. Yeah. And you've been with the company ever since. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty grateful actually to you and Sam for that. So, <laughs> but it was an easy decision. Do you know what I mean? Mm, well, I I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I mean, like for me in that in that situation, like the moment that Eric told me, like, "Hey, can you start working here?" I was just like, "Thank God." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I was I, I was sort of losing my mind already because I didn't know yeah. what was gonna happen, and I didn't want to. I didn't even want to be like a burden on my wife that she was the only one working and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty grateful when I got in. Awesome. So yeah. Um, topology. You want to talk about topology a little bit? Sure. Um, I'm. I come at it. <clears throat> video game assets. We work on a video game. Mm-hmm. We make video game assets. Mm-hmm. And that triangles are necessary when making video game assets. Mm-hmm. What do you got? So. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll bring you back to when I first got in. Yeah. 
What what did you notice? What are your first impressions? So, so I was doing models for video games. Like I told you, like I was doing freelance stuff, mm-hmm. and I would use triangles there, mm. but it would be in like I bring I brought the same at the same mindset when I came to grinding gears. Mm. Like, put it somewhere where it makes sense, yep. and it's not yeah. it's not gonna screw the next person over. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to those areas that had heavy deformations and and squashed and into itself shoulders yeah shoulders and stuff yeah. sometimes that one triangle could mess things up completely so yeah. i i that's why i don't like it there yeah but feel free to shove it <laughs> where else you want <laughs> yeah okay the um the main characters that we have um for path of exalto we've shown them mm-hmm. that i i consider that like a really big victory i remember we mm-hmm. talked about them a lot we worked mm-hmm. on them together um establishing like a base mesh mm-hmm. just talking about it yeah it was, it was so grinding it for me has been great because i've seen all of it and i've i've been able to grow with the company and so you can look at the old characters and be like these <laughs> these are a pile of garbage yeah <laughs> but you can also understand why it was like that um i'm not sure if you can but I definitely could <laughs> uh, because of resources and things mm-hmm. like this. Um, and when we started with those characters and doing research for them, it was very obvious that we needed a solution mm-hmm. and base meshes and stuff like this. And it was actually interesting because when you have an idea, I, I think this goes for everything. When you have an idea that's different and it changes a lot of, things that you then do discussion happens yeah very interesting discussions and early on i think eric was pushing for clothes under do you remember this what clothes? He, he was like saying um remember how we were like look we want you you want basically naked characters mm-hmm. un- under armor mm-hmm. that way you treat it as zero and all armors would be one yep and where a sleeve didn't exist you can always fall back mm-hmm. Um, but that was actually quite an involved conversation. Yeah. And looking back on it, it's like, yeah, this is like the obvious step. Yeah. But man, that was, that was quite a, it, it, we, we, that done, that took months yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but like you were saying, um, w- when you guys were making the first characters mm. and what year was that? The first characters. That, that would have been before I started. It would have been like 2006. Right. Okay. So if they made them in 2006, mm. I didn't study 3D until 2011. Mm. So, of course, so many things about topology have changed already. So I was already at this mindset mm. of of like how things were the, the best outcome for deformations mm. and stuff like that. Mm. The rules may have been different before because of the... Um, the restrictions or something like that like how in those old games in Tomb Raider where they, it's not even one model it's mm. a bunch of blocks going yeah yeah, each other like yeah um so I do understand where it was coming from but the whole thing about the new characters and this is something that I I really bring up every time there was a discussion about it was that it didn't seem like the old characters were prepared for the amount of empty access that that's that they the, currently have. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
it, and it doesn't even seem like that was something that was MTX in general was an idea that they really wanted to pursue. It yeah. I feel like it just suddenly like we could probably put like an MTX yeah or something. I think I think it really yeah exactly like that because it shows yeah if if you had a if you had a plan to like give your characters different outfits yeah helmets throughout helmets. the game and stuff yeah then why would you have modeled their clothes with them yeah. already because then you're just cup you're just making it very redundant with like how characters are wearing a boot on top of a boot yeah or a glove on top of a glove yes exactly so that's why i come into the new when it came to the new characters i was really adamant for pushing like just make them just make them a base model yeah make, make them naked because you're gonna put so much stuff on top of them, mm. and we're having so many problems already with just their default armor already clipping with something new. Yeah. So now you're gonna have to come up with a new restriction for the new one just because the old one was like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was very much. Um, I, I think we we're on the same page. Yeah. But it was just like, why would you commit to more pain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we we, we already know that this is. A, we already know that this is really hard. Yeah. Why are we gonna do it again? <laughs> I've said this before to people, but man, those old characters—they must have been at the time, you know, a thousand, a couple thousands of dollars. But the amount of R and D to accommodate all the armors mm-hmm. that have come through, all the, all the time to actually make animations work with them now, mm-hmm. it it would the, the amount of money that is put into those horrible characters <laughs> is, is so grand, like. Um, it, it like looking back it, is it worth it you know a lot of people mm. would argue like no i yeah i'm i'm also on the thing of like no especially since we're already working on the new ones yeah um and i always keep keep the mindset of we should probably be thinking ahead yeah because even for even for the old ones who knows how long we're going to decide to even keep, keep those in. yeah so if we're pushing for the new ones then whenever i get a question about like the concept is like hey will this work with our with our characters i always tell them if we're gonna do it for the new characters you need to do this yeah stop trying to make it work for the, the old, old one because we'll, they're, they're right off at this point. we'll we'll find a way to make it work with the old characters no matter what but the thing about it is if we Say I have this new MTX. I'll make it work with the old characters. Yeah. And then, oh, it's time to bring it to the new new characters. Yeah. And because we prepared them for the old ones, we now have to re remodel, cut oh, it up, or do all these things. I know, I know. it's it's you know, it's it's it's, it's not, double the work. Yeah, it's not a good workflow. Um, yeah, it's really unfortunate for the old characters. The the topology thing. Um, how. How low? You said you worked at a video game studio. Mm-hmm. What what were the poly counts? What were resolutions? So th- there was a time where I'd be given like 15,000 to 20,000 tries. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm. And then other times would be five to six. Mm. The thing about the... Like, I get the fifteen to, to 20,000 try ones yeah. sometimes. And then... I'm done, yeah. and it's under 10k. Yeah, and I'm like, 
and he's telling me like could you put more detail but then it's just oh, like it's such a stylized character yeah yeah it, and it doesn't even need and more i have this yeah the silhouette is there yeah so i'm just like if you want me to bump it up i'm pretty much just adding stuff for no reason yeah yeah, yeah. so did you fight back um with that particular example mm, only once okay because after i explained it to him afterwards and you know it looks like how he wanted yeah. and it will deform properly yeah he said, okay. That, that's that's very much the, the checklist. <laughs> Silhouette, deformation, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and in our case, I guess, like, if it can turn off appropriately, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, man, that, that, that was really fun, by the way, like, working on the new characters. Yeah, it was. Um, and I, I guess you never really stopped working on them, right? No, no, they're still... <laughs> <laughs> still working on them because like i i just want to make sure that whatever troubles we've had with the old characters yeah if we're bringing it to the new game and with the way that you know they with chris eric and jonathan want to make the game last longer yeah i wanted to put it in an enough level that it can accommodate yeah it can accommodate like you know 10 10 years later mm-hmm. it would still work fine yeah people that come in new and are working on it won't question us yeah. why is it done this way or this or why is it horrible yeah and as well as anything that they may decide to think of in the future mm. it's ready for it um path of exile I'm, I'm talking to the listeners now is like path of exile is such a special animal where you can't necessarily look at what the competition is doing you can't say naughty dog is doing this therefore it should work for us because we have mtx's that will remove a head entirely <laughs> from a character and now you're left with this transition of neck to no head and a floating skull these are things that like no other studios probably think of but like we can't show that mm-hmm. <laughs> like we actually have to make that look kind of correct yep yeah like MTX is definitely like a huge spanner and and accommodating the the variation. It, it is it is interesting and as well as, um, for how much they say that oh we need to set rules, mm. we also do get some pushback from concept artists like because there are too many rules then we can't you know freely yeah. think of concepts yeah, yeah, yeah. and I kind of understand their point yeah like. Yes, we want them to work, but yes, we don't want to stifle creativity. Yes. yes. But it has to meet somewhere in the middle because we'll end up with with a mess at, with a mess of things at some point. Yes. By we do have MTXs that just come in and like I oh, I wanted it to do this and I'm just like no, who, who told who told you we can do this? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and now we have to come up with a completely new way of of doing things yeah which you know it helps does it helps push the the tech yeah but there are some instances that we we don't always have the the chance to yeah okay we have enough time let's update it yeah, like, yeah. oh no this, this mtx is here uh we need it this Ouch. weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're actually recording it tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah so so it's it's things like that where like uh and and i think 
at least from from what I've noticed, because because I've been working on a bunch of armors for the games. Mm. When I'm playing games now with different armors yeah, and stuff, I, know, I, I know. tend to like stare at them all. Yeah, all how they deform? How how they deform? How they do certain things? Yeah, and and for for some games, I feel like oh yeah, we came to the same solution. Yeah, and uh, for other things. Some games just like yeah, we're just not gonna care about yeah that. yeah yeah it's gonna deform yeah it's, it's like it's, deal with it it's gonna deform <laughs> deal, it's gonna clip deal with it and I will say that we have some of the strictest QA for armors oh, yeah, yeah. ever because shout out QA yeah <laughs> which is good because we come out with really that means we come out with really good stuff yeah but at the same time it is such a hassle to like it's it's clipping and because it's this really tiny thing mm. that. Maybe the player will see it or something, yeah. but we have to fix it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's such a it's such a fun uh, situation to be in. Like these these are the problems and these are the things that we're wrestling with. Um, the the topology thing is like, man, I obviously I've been with the company for a little while, and so when you say what four to five thousand, like main characters back then were like mm-hmm. less than two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember reading, like, looking at Halo and, like, the Assassin's Creed 2 back in the day. They were targeting similar poly counts. And mm-hmm. it was cool because I could say, for our, for our like, camera, this is sufficient. This number, mm-hmm. like, 2,000 2, is sufficient. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, we, we've scaled up. And a lot of people do not care about poly count like I do. Yeah. Um, and, and it's fine because we can accommodate for it because hardware's better mm-hmm. and things like this. Uh, texture, you know, texture resolution mm-hmm. is much larger than a five twelve texture map for the main characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's good that we're at least pushing forward and not getting held back. Because mm. in some areas, for sure. Yeah, because there, it, it's something that it's not just for games, but for some for some things in life where if you keep yourself on this level, yeah. Then you're not gonna get anywhere else. Yeah, you stagnate. You can't. Mm. Yeah, I. I don't think. I think the best artists at work are the ones that are constantly pushing forward. And and I. I think you probably know this. Like you. You know those those people mm-hmm. that are pushing the, the yeah. barriers. It's it's kind but of obvious. Like even even if pushing the barrier for them will cause us a bunch of discomfort. Yeah. But, sometimes it's it momentary just like to, it, it just yeah. has to be done yeah yeah and and it it, it does make tools better mm-hmm. i'm sure you've seen a lot of it man yeah like your t- the tools that you work on now are awesome i i, I talked to boaz and he was telling me about the um, pose capture mm-hmm. that you'd worked on he was saying it was pretty badass and i was like look pretty proud <laughs> <laughs> like that that we have that yeah at the company so yeah when it when it comes to the tools we we do try to really push it mm. and what's kind of funny is that there is this kind of mindset where i feel like i'm trying to bring in some rigs mm. that have the same level of quality as you would a cinematic thing right okay but using it to control a game rig yeah yeah and that that part for me is like pretty fun and yeah. I, I managed to get away with it so far but then there are so many tools that I now need to go back to because it it's dated. Yeah, yeah. Because because your standards now are way yeah. way 
higher than they were. Yeah, and and also because my experience. So like I said, um, it was only when I got into grinding gears that I was being asked to make more tools for the animators and stuff. And my level of understanding for coding was like much lower than where it is now. Yeah. So yeah, and so that immediately unlocks like the yeah the things that you're capable of producing. Yeah. Um, one thing that just come came to mind was, and after hearing about your story, it's it's quite obvious what happened. But I was like, rigging is such a niche thing to to land on in your career. And I remember asking you like, why why rigging? Why why'd you go into rigging? And your response was, because I hate animating on someone else's rig. Yep. And I was like, oh, dude, like with that gun, that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this, this sounds like it left some scars. <laughs> but also it sounded like you had really supportive rigging instructors and you had a lot of information there. Um, yeah. So, so this might have been like a strong suit for you. So I, I had, I just fell in this, in the rigging niche unintentionally. Yeah. It just so happened that the one that was, that I f- that I met that was really, really good at rigging and I respected enough was was Available. my mentor and yeah. he was the one doing the rigging and I it, I just soaked in that information. Yeah, that's awesome. And at the same time, I wanted to, I was still a, an animator wanting to animate things. Yeah. So I'm not going to wait around for someone to give me a rig or for like a new rig to be available online and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just like, I can do it. So I'll rig it. I'll rig up my character and start animating now. I don't have to wait for anyone. Yeah. And there's also the mindset of like, I'm going to animate with someone else's rig, mm. but I needed to do something else. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to wait for, again, I don't want to wait for someone else to like fix this. I can fix it right here, yeah. right now no, and get the result I want. I gotcha. So, yeah. I, I, I love, um, like Grinding Gear is really great in the way that they facilitate, they, they cater to so much variety, just like monsters and mm-hmm. creatures and things like that. And I love, I, I love that we can just like, I always go back to Grand Theft Auto and you, you can see like yep. the posters. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, we're I'm back. So we're back here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but like it's so cool because you can go through and actually see how AAA studios, like billion-dollar companies, mm-hmm. deal with rigs and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and it's cool to take it, take a piece from them. Uh, John's probably sick of it, but the amount of times I've brought <laughs> up like the actual three main characters in, in uh, Grand Theft Auto and just how they do like elbow topology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's so cool. Like, isn't it cool to like go to work and talk about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's really great. And I mean, I, I'm also I also agree with your thing where it's like you know getting in references from different games. Hmm. Um, when I was practicing myself, I used to get ripped models from Final Fantasy games. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and my whole most of my topology workflow I got based from them. Right. Okay. So. If if someone would look at the topology I made and ripped out something from Final Fantasy, oh, yeah. they were one to one. They, no, they're not one. Well, not one to one, but they were pretty close enough because okay. I I did it that way. I I did it their way first, rigged it up, saw some issues, yeah. added my extra stuff yeah, to okay. it. But then, at least I had a starting point for like this one already worked. It's moving the way I want. Looks yeah. the way I want. And then there, and then we we can move on from there. Yeah. I love that. I always talk about 
that that character, the, like the Michael Rig. Mm-hmm. I, I always talk about that because that was mind blowing for me to see. Mm. I, I remember just seeing it and just being like, "Dude, look at the freaking elbows! Look at that loop! Like, yeah. who does that?" <laughs> and uh, it, it's because the video games to me are so fascinating in that you you want to put in the amount of work to to visually sell it and no more. Mm-hmm. And and it's that. It's it's the thing that there are limit like technical limitations and implications mm-hmm. of like if you were to deliver a thing that was not performant like you there are repercussions yeah, yeah. every every, every decision you make will have yeah uh, real time yeah dude I know I know that like every time you add a joint it's like no 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 like you've got to be really conscious about like just adding a single mm-hmm. joint to to a character rig mm-hmm. um, which is cool I I love that kind well, of stuff. Well, that that has been unlocked recently, but it, it still it still has a cost. Yes, uh, like we we may not have the old limit as we do before. Yeah, but because the tech is different, mm-hmm. we're now grabbing like computing power from somewhere else yes. to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, th- there's actually something that I I bring up sometimes with the animators because there was this point where they were just saying like. Can I have another bone here? Can I have another bone there? But yeah. then we're like, it's it's maxed out. It's at fifty or something like that. Yeah. And then and then we'll get messages like, I thought I thought I thought there's no limit anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there are limits. There's like there's no soft limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there is a hard limit. Yeah, yeah. And as much as possible, we wanna we wanna keep it within there because there have been a bunch of leagues that we've already done. Mm. Um. Let's say incursion, the one with all the Val people. Mm-hmm. Near the end of that, near the end of release, I spent two weeks optimizing all of Rick. those things yeah. for physics because I was. They were asking like, "I want physics and all of their skirts and stuff yeah. like that." And then now that you have like a hundred thousand of them on the screen, yeah. there's like, all with it's, physics. Yeah, it's choking up the entire thing, <laughs> and I'm just like, "You guys wanted this." <laughs> Yeah. And and now I and now I had to work ways on like removing them, yes. making some work with it. And same thing goes for like the Legion League mm. and stuff. There, uh, like, yeah, the 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 limit is no longer there, but we still have to be careful of yeah. like just because we can doesn't mean we should yes. because the amount of return we're getting for it isn't probably the same as like oh yeah the limit is released and this boss character now I, now instead of splitting it up into three different rigs that we're gonna have to jigsaw puzzle together yeah. to work as one i can just do it all in yes. one rig yeah yeah and that helps like mm-hmm. i think there's a big benefit from doing that of course it doesn't waste anyone's time trying You're not to, having to animate separate pieces and yeah. then like put them and put them yeah <laughs> put them all together and then like oh crap this one animation is a bit off now i have to go through it yeah i have to tweak three different yeah. maya scenes <laughs> yeah so so things like that then no problem. Yeah. Like if I like, um, if it seems like somewhere that would benefit, I'm all for it. Mm. So yeah, the, you you've got a really awesome attitude, and it, and it's obviously awesome working with you. Whenever we get to talk about rigs and stuff, <laughs> I, I know like facial animation or anything isn't like much of a thing for our game, but you know it's something I'm always like interested in. I, I still I still love like all facets of like mm. 3D, which is why it's quite a nice pairing like what i do at grinding gear and mm. yeah actually i actually like watching you guys do the whole 
texturing stuff. Oh yeah. Because the level you guys are on in texturing is like I'm at now. I would say I'm now basic level texturing. Right. Just because of all the tools that yeah, have come along. Because of all the tools that you guys do and then the way that you guys are actually using the textures, I'm just like, okay. There's <laughs> a I'm getting an error with a texturing issue. Yeah. I don't have time to like learn all of this. Yeah. Yep. So I'll just, you know, it's good that you're there and then I can and then you get you do something and I'm like, oh wow, you, you did it in just a few clicks and yeah. stuff. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's all it's all happening. It, it, it that's one of the cool things about yeah, working at Grinding Gear. Just yeah. just the many disciplines that that are there and coming together. And, and it's you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to actually work with different departments mm. too. Um shit man, I, I think I'm gonna wrap up. Like yep. what, what do you reckon? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered the last <laughs> Uh, dude, it, it was awesome having you on, man. It was great. Was and and, and to, to hear that story, it, it was it was awesome. You had so much more that I didn't even know about. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool to hear about it. Um, do, do, you, do you care about, like, do you want to put out your art station page? Do you care about people messaging you? Um, Would you like to put that out there? Well, yeah. I mean, if people want to look at my stuff or, like, ask rigging-related questions, mm. you can just check out um, Rain Hayes. Yeah. Art station. We'll, we'll put a link in the uh, the clip as well. I, I I've um, got a Twitter account, by the way. I'm just going to put this to, out to the listeners. I don't use it. If people follow me, I might have a reason to use it. So <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Um, John, thank you again for coming on. Thanks again, also. Cool. Cool. See you.